And we are uh, we're live. Oh, he's running out of juice. Oh, I don't know. So I'll let what? you uh, share. Do whatever happen? you got to do. Then we'll. Ooh, have a done. I just shared as well. Faster than you did. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> I'm done. Let me you're done? All right. Let's yeah. go ahead and uh roll that footage and get it going. Not quite Ready? as fast, but still equally as accomplished. As long as yeah. it's shared, that's all that matters. Ready? Let's do it. Shut up and sit down. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> thinking about what just happened, hearing the gunshot just feels a little off, but that's okay. We had it first, oh. so... We had it first, but anyways, I digress. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Dope and Dharma. Freaks don't this own. Is... <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, welcome to Dope and Dharma. Uh, this is, of course, the Dharma Time Hour, and he is the one and only Dope Doctor, and I am the Dharma Guy. What is up? Hola. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've got a delay, so if I'm it freezing sounds in my weird, house today, man. Yeah. Uh, well, we haven't figured out this delay. There's like a two or three second delay, so if you guys are hearing. A sound off that's probably what it is um and it must be nice that you're cold because it is like 90 something degrees and it is brutal for me not in my house but still I'm freezing I'm freezing <clears throat> so what dana did to the air conditioner man I, <laughs> I am freezing um yeah i don't i don't know my wife my wife actually has recently um discovered being hot um and so she is like all about turning AC on and things of that nature, which is funny because for years she wasn't and she would always give me hell for it. And I'm like, oh, welcome to the dark side. Yeah, you're hot all the time now, huh? It sucks. She's like, yeah, it's so hot. I was like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I've been living for years. Anyways. <laughs> <sighs> so let's talk, right? <clears throat> um, so you and I haven't really talked yet about what's going on and and what the show is going to be about. Um, I was trying to come up with a topic and my, my mind just kept coming back to the recent events and collectively just where we're at. You know, everything I turn on the TV, every time I, I look on social media, um, every conversation I get in with somebody, uh, it, it all revolves around like stress, right? Like stuff, things are happening. Very few people right now are just, like super just chill, disconnected and living their life. You know, most people I interact with yeah. are stressed out about something. They're worried about something. They got an opinion on something. <clears throat> and so like, I just wanted to talk, man. Like, let's like, where are we at? You know, what's going on? Um, you know, for those of you who aren't aware and for those of you who maybe live in another country listening to this or watching this, uh, well, first off, let me do the, the, the spiel here. You can watch us live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you look up Dope and Dharma, uh, you can listen to us on any of your podcasting platforms, whichever one you so choose. However, if you want to participate live and either comment or be, um, uh, you know, uh, responded to, you have to do one of those three platforms live and uh, we'll address your thoughts and concerns. So anyways, as I said, <clears throat> for those of you who are 
maybe unaware or if you're living in another country kind of just doing your thing and you're not aware of what's happening over here uh july 4th was on monday and we celebrated our independence day as a country and during that time in um uh, part was highland highland uh, illinois um yep. it's a relatively affluent neighborhood they were there doing their thing having a parade to celebrate the fourth of july and a guy mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say his name um but he got up and decided to open fire on the crowd ended up killing i believe it was seven now and injuring roughly 30 <clears throat> give or take i'm sure that number is going to change as time progresses uh today he was uh well he was apprehended the same day today he had his arraignment and some more details have started coming out um but you know that's sparked obviously more conversation about guns and gun violence um people were already talking about the roe v wade and abortion and stuff um politics are never far from people's minds in this country it seems lately um it's just man <laughs> like i just uh it's hard for me to watch some of this because i just i i have a i really have a hard time wrapping my head around why we all can't just be nice to each other you know what i mean I'm not saying we have to agree. I'm not saying that we have to get along in like the brotherly love kind of way, but it's just, it's astonishing to me that as smart as we all are and as advanced as we all are as a society, we're really not, you know, we kind of just, we we still fight. We still just like, we're a warring species apparently. And and we can't seem to let that go. Um, And I, and I watch like these politicians get out and I see them speak out of both sides of their mouth. You know, on one hand, there, uh, there's one particular, I think she's a mayor. I'm not going to mention her name either because I'm trying not to make this a political show, even though I'm positive politics are going to come into play. But I'm going to try to walk that line the best I can. But there's a mayor who came out uh, when the Roe v. Wade came, and she was basically, you know, just cussing out one of the Supreme Court justices. But then today was saying, hey, you know, we got to learn to listen to each other. And to, but it's like, well, but you weren't doing that literally just like two, three days ago. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's uh, it's difficult to watch, man. Um, it seems like the the good old days, you know, the things that I was raised with, which is being kind to somebody. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like, you know, allowing people to kind of live their life or whatever. Like those days are gone right now. Uh, I'm hoping they come back. I'm hoping it's not a permanent thing. But <clears throat> Like we associate things together that we, uh, there's a, a video going around right now, um, like on the news stations and stuff where I guess people were saying that they didn't feel safe when they saw like American flags and like, uh, because to them, American flag means like, you know, racist white people who are going to hurt them, which it's not my experience. <laughs> I don't know if that's everybody's experience. I mean, I, I think that um many people who hurt others don't have american flag i mean if you look at the violence in this country how many of them have had a flag almost none of them right like so this this association that they're having where is that coming from i mean i i know i know obviously the media is is pushing certain things but it's weird that the media is able to almost supersede what our 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 day-to-day lives are right because most people i know if you if the if they look objectively at their life right now it's it's kind of pretty good right like you know you're if you're watching this you got a roof over your head you got internet you're like you know you're you're doing okay like are you where you want to be no can life always get better of course but you're most likely not destitute you're not living on the streets you know begging for change you're not on your deathbed right now like 
for all intents and purposes, if you had gratitude, if you looked at it from a, a perspective of gratitude alone, there's a lot to be thankful for, for a lot of people. And yet right. we seem to have moved very, very far from gratitude. We seem to really only focus on the things that we don't like, the things we disagree on, um, or the things that are not making us happy. Like, what do you think? Why, why do you think that is, man? Like, what do you think spurring that? What do you think the root cause of all that is? Well, I think the root cause is pretty complicated. Um, you know, we obviously know a lot of people are in pain. I think that we're a lot less skilled on how to deal with whatever pain everybody's experiencing. But I don't think it helps when the the powers that be stir it up a little bit. And I think I, I think that's what we have going on right now that's different than our childhood. Right. I think I think all the same problems existed in our childhood, but I think the difference was that the adults controlled the room, you know, they owned the room, you know? So even if right. we wanted to say something, they would, they would squash it. Right. So whether they were right or wrong, they controlled the narratives and, and there was very, there was very limited narratives. I mean, we still had a, you know, the Crips and Bloods still existed. They still hated each other. Um, but you were still getting, I don't know, maybe a truth. And, and I think now everybody think everybody thinks they're getting truth. For instance, you know, if we keep telling people that this other type of person hates you and they don't like you and, and you're justified, and then you have your leadership saying you're justified for not liking them. You're justified for hating on them. You're justified for calling them, whatever you're justified for disrespecting them. Um, that doesn't help the situation. And then, you know, I was at, you know, a beautiful beach. We had a great little time for 4th of July, but even in that little bit of time that we were there, there was a car that was passing by. And, and so here's one group in a car that, that had mixed people in there, some white, some black. Then there was a group of people standing outside of the car, you know, in the large crowd that were mixed, some white, some black. And yet when this car was going by, one of the white kids was calling his other friends and we could clear him say, you know, hey, Nico, you know, what I mean, he's calling one of his friends. Uh, his friend is obviously named Nico or nicknamed Nico. The girl out of the car though had a fit man she started she basically her head came out of the car she she accused him of saying the n-word you know accused him of being a racist just started berating and nobody knew what was talked about everybody was like looking around like who was it let's let's all condemn this person who was it so everybody's <laughs> right. looking for like how dare somebody do that to you you know what i mean because i even they didn't even the guy that said it i guess never even thought wait you're, you're talking about what I said? You mean you think I said that? So finally, after she just kept going on and on, and the traffic's going slow enough that she's not moving very fast, and there's like hundreds of people listening, and everybody's looking around like, who must have done it? Finally, uh, I guess it came into his head. He goes, oh, wait, Nico? Nico? So then he started joking. like, okay, okay, bye, Nico. Bye, Nico. You know what I mean? And then he's joking, even though he's in a mixed company. And so even the black guy that he's with is like, hey, you know, you heard it all wrong. You just keep it moving. Um, it didn't It didn't end. It, this person really thought that she was in a crowd of racists and she got called the N-word. And, and she believed it. I mean, there was no there was no communicating with her the way she was yelling. And I feel right. for her because I'm, I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, you are so on edge right now. And you think you're hated and you think that all these people, because their white faces are mixed in, that even though they're with 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 mixed people, even though, you know, some of us are Latino, some of us are black, even though we're all here, you're focused on on that. You must be a victim in what just happened. And, and you didn't even you didn't even for one time thought 
maybe you misunderstood and maybe you didn't hear it correctly. And I feel for that, man. And, and that's that's our fault as adults because she's a young girl. That's our faults as adults, our faults as a, as a community that we have now put young people in a situation to believe that they're hated, to, to believe that they're not loved. Like to believe that they that there's there's more people than there are that think of them in that manner. Now, is that saying that there's not people that 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 think things like that and say things like that? No, we know that there are, but it's not to the extent of, of the narratives that's being pushed. You know what I'm saying? And and like what you said about the American flag, it's horrible to hear something like that. To to hear that that uh, people don't even that don't even know the story of independence day they don't even understand the abolitionist movement they don't even know that whatever the forefathers did it's what they wrote it was different than the way they lived even you know they had no template there was no template of what they did you got it you got it you know it's easy to have all these thoughts and feelings based on you know you now have all of the story well they didn't they were actually leaving persecution. <laughs> yeah. They were leaving from uh, from from governments that were like not allowing them to be who they were. That were not appreciating them, not accepting them, not allowing them to, to 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 praise who they wanted to praise or to to speak the way they wanted to speak or educate, be educated in the way that they wanted to be educated. I mean, they were just you know they they felt like they were leaving an injustice and creating an opportunity for all types of people. Were they perfect? No, but what they wrote is what we celebrate. We celebrate the fact that they they broke off from there. Now, are those people all of our uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, founding fathers? No, but they're the country's founding father. And we enjoy a lot of freedoms for being in this country, including the freedom to be so frustrated and angry about stuff like that. And yet go home and feel relatively safe. And that, that, that there's not people out there. The government's coming to take over your property, take over your land or shut you up. I mean, I think that's a pretty good little freedom that, that, that we just, we don't think about, you know, but, but again, uh, if you ask me what, what the root cause is, I know that was a long answer, but the the root cause, I think, is the adults in the room are not being adults in the room. I think that we're being crappy adults. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, 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 of course, agree with that. I mean, and I also agree that it's complicated. And, you know, I, I think there's it's a multifaceted thing. It's just um, it's oh. just really sad, man. Like, you know, it does. It makes me really sad when I look around and I just see kind of where we're at. Right. As, as a human, like mm -hmm. in not specifically only in this country because i see other countries struggling with very similar things right now um i see a lot of like wars and protests and happening you know all across so it's not it's not just a united states thing obviously that's where i'm more well versed because i live here but um i just i don't know man i look around and i see on um uh like even on on social media you know like people are just always looking for a fight about stuff like even if you're trying to compliment somebody if you're trying to like be there for somebody if they're not the the best state of mind or if they already have a bias they're going to read what you wrote in a fighting manner and you'll find yourself in a fight when you were literally just trying to be nice to somebody like you were trying to give a compliment or you were trying to give sage right. advice or whatever it might be but because that person or another person reading it read it wrong or had their own biases when they looked at it they're going to run with it. Next thing you know, you're in a fight with like six, you know, like it happened to me actually not too long ago. There was a, hmm. I don't even remember it now. It was one of my friends I went to school with. He made a comment on his, on one of his Facebook things. And, and I commented on him as somebody I'd known for over 20 years and just made a comment. And then two of his friends chimed in and started fighting with me because they didn't realize the inside joke there, or they didn't see, you know, they just, they took it, ran hmm. with it in their own way. And if they, and, and, I, and the weird part is yeah. 
I knew them too. Like I went to school with them as well. Now, granted, I didn't know them as well, but there was no benefit of the doubt. There was no like, well, hey, they're obviously friends, so maybe I'm misreading that or whatever. Because why would he be friends with somebody like that? You know, like there was no benefit of the doubt. It was just immediate judgment and immediate fight. Immediate, I'm going to get at you. And and it's it kind of makes me sad. And 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 I think that um, the other thing that I I, I pops in my head is what you always say and i kind of felt that way when i was younger as well that whole like you got to give me respect to get it like we are man we're in this weird kind of state right now where we don't feel like we want you to respect our rights we want you to treat us with love and respect and dignity but it's like we're waiting for you to do it first like we're very reactionary right right? like i watch it with my own kids you know i tell my own kid my daughter um so I'll, I'll make this as brief as I can, but to illustrate my point. Um, so my daughter would play before with uh, with her, her sister and some of her other friends. They would play online. There was a bunch of girls. And my son would try to play. And he was the younger brother. And he would try to come play. And they were having no part of it. They were like kind of being mean to him, kind of like they, they wanted to play a certain kind of way, which wasn't the same way he wanted to play even though they're playing the same thing, you know what I mean? But he's a little, he's a boy. He was a little bit more aggressive. Uh, he wanted to be a little bit more uh, destructive and all the things that they were doing. It was an online game, but regardless, um, they just didn't like the way he was playing. And he, he didn't really want to, to adjust to their way of playing. So they, they got mad and they would, they would like kind of bullying him in a sense, but not like severe bullying, but just little things to antagonize him. Um, and then she ended up kicking him out of his room or whatever. And I kept telling him, like, you know, you guys got to get along, man. That's your that's your brother. You can't just be mean to him. You can't, you know, you guys got to work this out. Fast forward a couple of years, our, her sister has moved out because she's, you know, grown. Um, and some of her other friends are not available or they don't play the game anymore. So my son, in that amount of time, learned how to play his own game. He Like, he got on the Fortnite. Uh, he made his own friends. So he's got his own little clique now. So he's doing fine. He's But my daughter, on the other hand, doesn't have access to those people anymore. So, of course, she's going to want to play with him. And so she's trying to get into his little group, and they're being, like, rude, or they're not wanting her to play. Like, literally the exact same scenario that she put him through. And she comes to me, and she's upset. She's like, well, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I was like, look, baby, like, this is part of the reason why I was telling you back in the day, like, you don't treat him this way. Because as I've always said, you know, it's always fun until the rabbit has the gut, right? Like, it's, it's always fun as long as you're on the winning team. If you're not on the winning team, suddenly it's not so fun anymore. And so you got to be cognizant of that, of how you treat people, even when you're in the majority, yeah. because you might not be in the majority. Well, I guarantee you, you're not in the majority of all things. It's just convenient yeah. right now that the, the specific thing that you're focused on, you're in the majority, maybe, but that could change within the minute. You know, something new can pop up and you're suddenly not in the majority anymore. And if you've already established a precedence on how we're going to treat people who are in the minority, you might not be very happy with that. And, and right. you know, and, and so like I try to tell my son to do the right thing as far as if his friends are being mean or whatever to his sister, that's still your sister. Like you still, hey guys, like cut it out. Now I'm not going right. to micromanage who they play with. I'm not going to make them play with her. If they don't want to play with her, then they don't have to. Like I'm not going to force that. Right. But you are going to treat her well. Like you're not going to bully her and be mean to her. But I try to tell my daughter, like I can't make them play with you like you know you guys got to work this out somehow and one of the things i was trying to explain to him was like they have two completely different styles and it never occurred to them to look at it that way like my son is a boy and he's very aggressive and he's very it's a like a Fortnite thing so you, you're playing against other players 
he's all about just running in guns blazing and and trying to one v one everybody. And you win some, you lose some. My daughter doesn't have that same confidence level that he has because she hasn't been doing it for so long. So my daughter actually adapted and did something really smart. She hid in this little like, room and let everybody kind of kill each other until she came out and it was just a one on one and she won the whole thing. But it upset no. my my son and his friends because they felt like they were carrying somebody like you're not out there with us doing this. And I said, look, you both have to understand that neither one of you are right. Like she doesn't have the skill set you have. So instead of going out there and getting, you know, uh, killed the whole time, it's not fun for her. So she adapted. She, she played with what she has. And you, you know, you like instead of getting mad at her, if you guys work together as a team, then you guys could do something with that. But to me, it's just a microcosm, right? It's just indicative of where we're at. Nobody really wants to take time to respect and understand that that person that you're talking to right now, that person who disagrees with you, that you're so vehemently opposed to, that you're saying doesn't respect you and in some cases doesn't even deserve to live, they feel the, the same dedication to where they're coming from as you do yours. And neither one of you are any more right than the other one as far as how you feel about it. I'm not talking about the factual information because let's be honest. 90% of what we all argue and fight about right now is not factual. If it's provable fact, we're all pretty mm. good at that. It's the opinion. It's how we interpret that fact is what we argue on. And, and which is weird because that's the most subjective thing. And we are all aware of it. We all know that your opinion is based upon your life experience and what you've been through. And so for us to completely invalidate somebody else's perspective, but want them to respect ours, like, when did that make sense? Like, I don't understand. When did we cross that barrier to where it, it became, in order for me to treat you with basic human decency, I need you to give me something first. Like, I don't know when that happened. Do you, like, can you remember a time when that just started to shift? No, like I, like I say, I just know that, that, you know, we were not happy about the way adults treated us when we were younger you know we felt like we had a voice and and in the in the world it was not allowed kids were to be seen and not heard and we fought against that and we you know we were also told you had to wear your hair a certain way you couldn't have tattoos you had to wear these kind of clothes this is the way everything everything had rules and regulations and we felt like you know nah man we're not going to do that and so uh, now that's always been that way. Young people have always struggled right. with authority. That is a norm. I mean, you can go, sure, go back, go back, to. go back. Remember, jazz was the devil's music, and then all of a sudden it became yeah. like you know sophisticated when you're older. But, but when they were kids, jazz was the devil's music. It was horrible, you know. Um, you know, so so it's. It, it, I don't necessarily know that it shifted more than Trinity. It's us that have shifted. We've now gotten older. Right. We're now in that older group where a lot of the things that you and I may have fought against at certain ages, we've now understand differently. Uh, now right. we, we color it a little bit differently. So it seems like a shift has happened and maybe a slight shift has happened, but do I think it's a major shift? No, I, I think back in the day when the hippies were doing what the hippies were doing, uh, the parents thought the same thing. These People are kooks. What the hell are they doing now? The only difference was I think that there, there was the, the young people were not volatile then. Like, you know, remember uh, Woodstock happened with such little violence, little to yeah. no violence. Uh, well, that's we part of the shift. It, that, that's right. what I mean. We tried to replicate it; it couldn't happen. We're killing people you left. Know? I mean, the, the guy just killed seven people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and and that is the that is the shift I don't understand. That, that young people are much more volatile 
you you might have a point out of here, but as soon as you speak it the way you speak it and you physically act upon it the way you want to act upon it, that's when it makes you wrong. Um, it, it, and that's why you hear me say a lot, the same people that I always depended on, on being loving and caring and compassionate, those are now the most hateful people, I think, walking you know this country. Uh, the people that I've been loving people. Uh, you are not loving and compassionate right now. You're actually out there. Uh, if you don't agree with somebody, you automatically, you know, reach into your political bag and you, and you throw names at them regarding who you think their, their government leader is that they're following or how they're acting upon that. But you're not being loving. There's nothing loving and kind about any group right now. Um, at all, actually, I don't think I don't think right now we have a compassionate group, you know, where whereas before I, I would have thought, you know, we did have the peace and love, give peace a chance. I mean, it, it, there was a defined, you know, here's the people causing war and chaos. And these are the people saying we don't want to go to war and chaos. We don't want to go die in Vietnam. You know, there was a, there was this big line, you know what I mean? But now the same people thinking they're there's like they'll say inclusion but what they mean is accept me, but I don't need to accept you. When they say, you know, equality, what they mean is I want everything you have. And I think the way you got it was wrong. The, the way you got it was you stole it or you or you were given it. You didn't earn Jack. So I should get it. It's like a weird way that we're communicating, you yeah. know, so I don't think we know what we're fighting for, to be honest. Like, what are we really, really fighting for? Do you all just need a hug? <laughs> because you know well, it feels very you, lizard brain you, that's what it seems like right it, it just doesn't yeah. there's no there's no defined to get to you know what i mean it's like, it's like you, you you're trying to fight for something that was already fought for you know if if you were to yeah. listen to the real uh reason we have independence day you would not be saying some of the ridiculous stuff you're saying about independence day you just clearly don't right. know what what Independence Day is. You just don't. Yeah, it's just, little it things like that. I think we don't know history. Like like history is like nobody's believing his history books anymore. Everything is like, oh no 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 man, that's that's a lie. That's his story. It's not <laughs> a real story. Yeah, um, like I said, it, it feels very reactionary. It feels very lizard brain, right? Like there was a thing that I, I yeah. screenshot this right before we went on. Um, I don't know where this is going to lead. Once again, guys, uh, for those of you listening live, um, we just wanted to talk about this today. So we didn't have anything like set. We just, we felt the need to, there's a lot happening. We want to address it. So um, prior to going on, I saw this post that somebody said that I'm going to teach these to my, my son. Right now. I, I, I'm just repeating okay. what was said. You know, one could argue that this should be taught to, you know, boys and girls, but the post itself was just saying, cause I, it was a woman who I think that, um, she was in her own way. I think she was trying to help, but it's definitely coming off as in the judgment of what men are and things of that nature. But either way, I, I read it. Yeah. And it, was, it was interesting. And I wanted to kind of bring it on here and see what we thought about it. Um, so it was, it was basically rules for that. She's going to give her boy like razor with. Right. And, it, and as I was reading it, I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, like I agree with most of these, not all of them. And, and but I, the weird part was number one, I, I found myself asking, do we still do this? Are these still values that we hold? Number two, I thought was weird because as I was reading it, I was in my head, I was instantly thinking how this is going to be interpreted 
you know, when certain words were used, like boy, girl, things of that nature. Like I couldn't even read it at face value and see the the message at first without mm. doing the political filter, which I thought was weird. Like we're so conditioned right now to to immediately think political be like first as opposed to message first and then political we think political right. first which i thought right. was interesting um i mean i still got the message of course but mm. i just thought it was interesting that it even occurred to me at all right like where we're at right now um mm. anyways uh so these are some basic rules right and, and like i said majority of them i think i, I agree with and i was kind of raised the same but i don't know if we still hold these things true um number one it says uh, never shake a man's hand sitting down Right. So the idea there is out of respect, if you're going to shake somebody's hand, you get up. Now, granted, if you're in a seat, once again, with the political yeah. correctness stuff, if you're disabled, if you're hurt, if it, we're not talking to you. <laughs> we're talking about two normal, average, able bodied people. When you shake somebody's hand, it's a sign of respect. It's a sign of, I'm going to get up. You're, you know, I'm going to, I don't know how to explain it other than it's a sign of respect. Why it's a sign of respect, I don't know. Maybe it's because, I'm standing and you're going to stand to meet me at my level and we're going to converse. Maybe that's what it, what's behind it, but it just makes sense to me. Right. Does it make sense to you? Uh, no, it a hundred percent makes sense to me. As a matter of fact, when I used to, when I met Dana's dad, when I was a little kid, you know, I was 20 and she was 19 when we first started dating and he, he, her mom still tells the story to this day that, that when I would leave, the dad would be like, man, is he always going to shake my hand when he comes in? Cause he was a big man. He was a large man. And every time I would come, I'd go to shake his hand. So he had to stand up. He didn't, you know, in his, he was raised that way. So if I'm going to yeah. shake his hand, he's not going to shake my hand sitting down. So he, he would always get his big old butt up, shake my <laughs> hand and sit back down. And I guess that was his big thing, man. Do I have to, what he was really saying is, do I always have to stand up when he comes? He, <laughs> he really didn't mean, does he always have to shake my hand? Sure. But because it came with standing, he'd be like, do I always have to stand up when this young man comes up and picks up my daughter? And and uh, so that's what I immediately thought about with that. It's like, yeah. I I personally agree. I think that I, I agree know, with certain well. things. But to me, it's about respect. respect. And, and yeah. we don't we don't we don't look at them the same way. Um, yeah. So number two, there's quite a few. So I don't know if we can go into detail in each one of them. Some of them might just fire off. But uh, number two, uh, don't enter. Well, who knows? Uh, don't enter a pool by the stairs. I get that. You know, I mean, now that I'm older, or actually, no, even still, I, I understand like my mother wants to enter the pool by the stairs, but I understand the sentiment here. The, the sentiment is you're in a pool, have fun, like jump in, you know, like live your life. Like, I think that's the sentiment. Um, I think that's what they're getting at. Obviously, if you are older or you have or if you're in a situation where you struggle getting in, like we get that. But the I think the idea that this is trying to get across is, is don't lose that fun loving side of yourself. Don't lose that the little kid inside that just mm. jumps in a pool, right? Like that's how I took it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I next one. That, so that's, that's and if I did, I, I, I don't know anything about I've it. I've never heard that rule either. I'm just reading off I of here. I like I like the way you did it. I like yeah, I agree with you. Uh number three, uh the man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. <laughs> well, he's I get that because uh you know he's in charge of your food. So yeah, be nice to the person who's touching your food. I think that's a, a pretty safe rule yeah, to live by. What do you think? That that's similar to he who drives uh chooses this the station, right? That's that's yeah, the way I yeah. look at it. Like if I'm controlling the food yeah. and then you know it, you eat what you eat, stop talking. I'll cook it the way I cook it. You know, I don't care what how you want it, I don't care what flavor you want, it. I don't care what temperature you want, I don't check temperature, <laughs> you'll get it the way I give it to you. And I think it's the same way that if you're driving, if you're 
driving. You know, you stop when you stop. You get gas when you get gas. You, you put the station on that you want. I think I think that's the the norm. That's, that's and for me, uh, what all these have standard. in common. Uh, so what these all have in common for me is a sense of respect and principles is what it feels like as I read this list. So um, anyways, uh, number four is in a negotiation and never make the first offer. Uh, I, I think that's, uh, you know, mm. I, I get it. You know, you, you re, uh, um, oh my God, I can't think of the word now. Uh, when they offer you, um, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. What's it called? When you, when somebody gives an offer and you <laughs> come back with one, I, my brain is not working right now. Uh, oh, wait, a counter offer? There we go. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I couldn't call? think of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's always best to make a counter offer, right? Because you never know where the other person is coming from. You don't want to come in too high or too low. So, it's a safe bet to try to not make the right. first offer. Now, granted, that's not always going to be possible, but it's a good, good rule of thumb is to yeah. never uh, make the first offer. Um, next one. I personally is, like uh, to throw it out there. I'm, I'm, I, I always throw something out there real quick. Let's yeah. get it, let's get it because let's get it popping quick. Because if you ask somebody, like for instance, when I hire somebody and we're doing interviews and we're like, uh, so you, one of my partners will go, so paid. I'm thinking uh, they're never going to answer here. They're always going to say, well, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you think. But what they really mean is, I don't want to accidentally cheat myself, but I'm not going <laughs> to like what you offer me because they're not. I, I joke with him. I says, you, you act like you don't care. You don't know your value. Then I'm going to give you a number. And then you're going to all of a sudden know your value real quick. You know, right. You're going to be like, no, no, I don't like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I throw absolutely. it out there. Let's have a conversation about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one is request the late checkout. I, I think that's a good rule of thumb, man. You're <laughs> on vacation. You're leaving. Request. You're not going to want to have to get up early. Uh, give yourself that extra time. Even if you don't use it. Give yourself that extra time. I, I agree with that. That to me just seems like a responsible forethought type of thing to do. I think it's a, uh, you know, I'm going to go like you did on that other one. And I think that's just saying, you know, take it easy. Don't, you know, went on vacation or went out, uh, embrace it a little bit more. Don't, don't be on such a schedule, you know, don't, don't try to rush out of it. You know, these, these, these moments don't last. So embrace it. Yeah, I agree. Um, next one, number six. Uh, when entrusted with a secret, keep it. I I gotta agree with that. Obviously, unless of course that secret's gonna hurt somebody or whatever. Um, but I, I agree, man. If you're told something in confidence, keep your mouth shut, man. And it's all about trust. Uh, you, you know, once again, yeah. if somebody if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I'm gonna go murder my neighbor," I, I might I might say something. You know, um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about, we all know what we're talking about. We all know that, that somebody, because my kids, right? My kids are coming. My daughter went through this. My, my daughter told one of her friends that she had a crush on some kid. Next thing you know, her friend is telling other people. And uh, and she said, oh, I thought she was my friend. It's like, maybe she is your friend, but you got to understand, you know, when you told her that, she also has a friend. And so she only told that friend. And so everybody's got at least that one other friend. And next thing you know, it makes its way around. Right um and and, exactly. and that's why you got to be careful who you say certain things to however if you're the person being told something keep it to yourself if the person tells you hey right. i really prefer for this not to get out part of the principle there is to keep it to yourself you agree I, oh more importantly than just keep it to yourself it's like if you don't want a secret your secret can only be shared if you shared your secret that's it you're the one that shared your secret. <laughs> yeah. You're the one that should have kept your mouth shut. You know, yeah, and, and you see this a lot with like, uh, like rook, like rookie criminals, man. When they they do something, uh, you know, wrong, they get in trouble for it. They go, oh, that person snitched on me. That person ratted me. No, you <laughs> chose to do 
your activity with that person thinking that they weren't going to do that. that. That's your misread. You should have known that dude's yeah. going to read up. That's, that's going to happen. You know, if, if you're going to commit a wrongdoing, do it alone or risk being caught uh, because yeah. now you're rolling the dice, but you're also making them roll the dice. Now, one thing is me choosing to roll my dice and I don't crap out, but then every person that knows I did that, I got to give them a pair of dice as well. And if they crap out, then it comes back to me. The, the, the odds of me getting caught <laughs> yeah. go up significantly. Yes. So no, keep your own secret, shut the hell up. And that's it. Uh, number seven, hold your heroes to a higher standard. Um, yeah, I kind of, I get that, you know, uh, um, I think what they're referring to are the people who are in the spotlight, who are given accolades. Um, you hold them to a higher standard. Um, do I hold, uh, um, I'm trying to, cause you know, the old saying, never meet your heroes. Cause they let you down. Yeah. That's dangerous. Um, yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. I, I've heard that story. Like, so I'm, I'm torn. I'm conflicted on this one. I would say I agree with hold your heroes to a higher standard, but don't be devastated if they let you down. I would add that to it because at the end of the day, they are still just people and we're all people. We, we all have failures. Go ahead. I'm struggling with that one a little bit, to be honest with you. I, I think, um, yeah, same here. Uh, I, I think I'm hearing it m more this way. I'm hearing it. Like if you're going to call somebody a hero, they better damn well be one. I think we misuse the word a lot. I think we call a lot of people heroes that really aren't your heroes. You know what I mean? So, so right. if you're going to use the word hero, they, they better be way up there on your standards list. But I don't like to put somebody on a pedestal. Um, I would <clears> almost <throat> change it to let them be a hero for what they're a hero for, but don't expect them to be a hero for all things. In other words, someone can be your mentor in finances, but that doesn't mean they're your mentor in relationships. You know, somebody can yeah. be your mentor in the relationships, but that don't that doesn't mean they're your financial advisor. You know what I mean? Let them be who they are <laughs> exactly. or the lane yeah. that you chose them to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, all right, I moved it to my computer so I can read it better. Um, next right. one is uh well well, first let me say that like as an example, right? Um so the first thing that popped in my head, once again, we're just gonna spitball it here. When I heard uh, uh, hold your heroes to a higher standard, I've always uh -huh. said, like, for our police officers, um, I, I've had a problem with the way some of them handle de-escalation of situations, right? Not all mm -hmm. of them, of course. I think the vast majority of cops are great. But when I have had a comment on them, I've got law enforcement friends who would immediately justify their behavior by saying, hey, it's a tough job. It's this, it's this, it's this. And I say, I, I agree with you, but that's why you're a cop. Like, that's part of what comes with the job is you've got to be held to a higher standard. I think if right. you are a, a police right. officer and you're going around trying to arrest other people right. and hold other people accountable, you need to be above reproach. You know, the best. You know, do I think you need to be perfect? No, but you have gone to a you have you have volunteered for a position that is walking around holding other people accountable. So you need to make sure your your house yeah. is as clean as you can make it if you're going to go around and holding other people accountable. I also think that we should treat them better as well, you know, but I do think that those standards are high for a reason and they should be high. Yeah. I think, you know, with that, since you went, you, great point, by the way, I, I think uh, the problem with the way we look at authority figures. And in this case, we're, we're talking about law enforcement authority figures is that, you know, I'm a math person. I love math. And, and to think of every single law enforcement person that I know out there, that's actually law enforcement on the street has a weapon. And right. so each one of them probably interacts with at least 50 to 100 people a day, right? There's at least 50 to 100 touch points 
a day, oh. and each one of them have a weapon. So do the math. How many how many shootings are there then? Or how many how many times are they actually pulling out that weapon and hurting somebody with it? Because yeah. if you think about how many potential, I mean that's a huge that's got to be in the millions daily, right? Yeah, usually. So a point zero zero one percent is not a big number mathematically. Now now mind you, if you're that one that point zero zero one percenter, then yeah, I can see why you're frustrated and had a bad day. But yeah. for the most part. That's not the case, man. With as many weapons that are out there and as many times that they really can pull it out and hurt you with it, it ain't happening. Uh, so, you know, this is one of those things that we only focus on how they treat us. Yeah. We're saline ourselves with. We yeah. really don't care how they treat everybody else. We only care about how they treat us or how or, or who we align. We choose to align ourselves for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, all right, so next one is, uh, and I love this one, man. Like, I'm telling you, I, when I heard these, I immediately, like, I loved a lot of them. Uh, number eight, return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. I, once again, to me, that's Amen. a respect issue. You you borrowed somebody's vehicle. Amen. Um, they 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 pay the for the vehicle they pay for the maintenance for the upkeep they were they were kind enough and generous enough to let you utilize their vehicle um you, you don't have to return it with with a, a full take of gas but you should and the reason why is that's your way of saying you know what thank you you know you did something you didn't have to do it's a respect thing you're respecting the the transaction here this person was gracious enough to let you do something that they they really didn't have to um and and so instead of just saying thank you return with a full tank of gas is just your way of saying hey man appreciate it right i i, I do that religiously if i even bro if i even take my daughter's car just to the store it's coming back full you want to i just that's just you want to use my truck for a little bit or what you do <laughs> <laughs> you might have to take a loan out for that one <clears throat> um, i should have seen that coming yeah uh next one is uh play with passion or not at all uh yeah i'd agree with that uh and when I, and the way i read that is don't half-ass anything you know if you're gonna do it do it i mean if it's Amen. worth doing do it right like um i remember when i was a little kid my mom used to teach me uh i, I remember actually i can think of a very specific instance where i still remember it to this day uh, we had a back patio when i was a kid um so we lived right there at research park right there behind ucf back when it was all woods um, my backyard was basically this massive wooded area and we had a, uh, a back porch that was constantly getting dirty and stuff from storms or whatever. And my mother would make me go out there and sweep it off. And, and I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Like I hated that stupid thing. I didn't understand the purpose of it. I, I didn't even hang out there, but she wanted me to go out there and sweep it off. And I would go out there and I would like half-ass sweep it and I'd be like, okay, I'm done. And my mom being who she is, she knew immediately like, no, you're not. So she went out and looked and it wasn't. And uh, she's like, well, if you would have done it right the first time, you wouldn't be doing this. Like, I wouldn't make you go back out there two or three times. And what that taught me was yeah. if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right the first time. So yeah. go out there. Don't complain. Mm -hmm. Don't whine. Just do it because you're going to end up doing it anyways. <clears throat> so go out there and just do it right. Um, for me, the way that looks like when I talk to my kids, I have a saying with my kids. And anybody who's listening, feel free to use it if you want because I'm positive I stole it from somebody else. Um, I say you work lazy, you work twice. I always tell my kids that you work mm. lazy, you work twice because I'll see my kids and I'll watch them do something lazy. Like they'll try to like throw something in the trash instead of just walking over there doing it and they'll miss. So I was like, well, now you got to get up and walk all the way over to pick it up. You work lazy, you work twice. Um, and that's, that's where I got that from. 
was my mom making me go out there and sweep that stupid ass porch until it was clean. And what I learned is now when she tells me to go out there and sweep the porch, my, you better believe my ass went out there and made sure I did it right the first time. Um, and so that's for me, play with passion or not at all. That's kind of how I see that. And when they say play, so I'm, you know, the implication is sports, same concept. Right. If you're going to go out there and play sports, you're going to go out there, commit your time to something, respect yourself and everybody else who dedicated their time out there as well and play with some passion. If you're not willing to do that or you can't do that, then you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Yeah. I love the historical nugget you threw in there of how you learned it. And and I like the way that you, you said that. And I'm going to add to that. Uh, you know where it bothers me? It bothers me when I go to someone's place of business and, and I can clearly feel that you don't like your job. I can clearly feel the problems of your organization, or I can clearly feel or hear worse. I hear your frustration about your place of employment or your management or your ownership. That's not my problem. I didn't come to your store or your place of business for that. And, and, and if you're going to work, if you're going to accept their money, then you better accept it with the kind of service that I want when I go there, because that's what you chose to do. Um, I love what I do for a living, so I do it with passion. Um, and, you know, but that was my choice, right? I could have done something that I didn't like, and I can easily complain to every customer that comes my way. But what good is that going to do me? That's that's not how I, I choose to live. And and so it really kind of bothers me that when someone accepts a position in their life, uh, that for whatever reason. If you had to accept that position because you're entry level or you had to accept that position because you're paying your dues or you had to accept that position because you messed up somewhere else, that's on you. That's your responsibility. But but trust me, if you do well, there's a lot of people that see you do that that may offer you an opportunity. Because when you when you are so special at what you do, there's always somebody that sees that and goes, man, I've. I had an employee like that, or, you know, if I had that person, so you'd be amazed at the opportunities. Some of you miss because you're walking around moping, acting like your job sucks. Well then to, to, to those of us that could offer you an opportunity, I'm going to let you stay in that job because I just don't see you working anywhere else with that kind of attitude or, or anything. You don't motivate me to want to help you. And and now you just killed that business for me. I, I don't really want to go there. It's annoying. Um, <laughs> That's just how I look at it. If you're gonna if you're gonna take somebody's paycheck, then 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 do it with a certain flair, man. And and you've seen those, right? You've seen those employees that are like it could be like the janitor dude. And he's like it's so happy and and singing and hey, how you doing? And they go that extra mile to be friendly. And you're like, man, that's that's a really cool dude right there, man. That's yep. a that's a that was a really cool experience. You know, I I just I just really like that, man. Yeah, I agree. Stand out for the right reasons. <clears throat> um, so the next one, uh, number ten. When shaking hands, grip firmly and look them in the eye. <clears throat> yeah, once again, to me, this goes into respect. You know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a greeting. It's a, it's a way of saying I see you and I'm here. You know, I'm present with you. Um, like a, it's the same thing as getting up. You know, when they, when they, uh, when you shake their hand, it's right. just a sign of respect. I'm respecting your time and you're respecting mine. You agree, uh, dude? I. Dude, yes, and I cannot stand a weak little limp little handshake. I just, dude, if, if, when I shake someone's hand, it's like it's it's like the way they hold your hand is just like this <laughs> weird little way. It's like, well, you kiss dude, my you hand? just did not do that, man. Yeah, I just don't, uh, man. And again, you know, maybe we grew up in a, in a much cheesemo society. Okay, so what, man? It, it's not it's not bad that some things are feminine and some things are masculine. It's just really not. You know, I know right. that a lot of you 
you or a lot of us were being told that 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 macho is always bad, uh, but feminine is always good. No, no. Sometimes macho is good and sometimes feminine is good. It goes both ways here, man. You can't yeah. just only say that things like that. I mean, that that's a that's I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm probably going to get persecuted in emails, but there's it's man thing. You know what I mean? And, and you know what? I, I I notice it when 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 women do the firm handshake too. even they. Call it yeah. like it's a man. Even they like. Oh, oh my dad. I teach they'll my daughters to shake hands like their father. They'll be like, "Yeah, I was raised by my." Yeah, they'll be like, "I was raised by my dad," or my dad always taught me. Like they'll say, they get a sense of yep. joy out of that. You know, there's nothing I teach wrong my daughters with you teaching your kids. That. Good job, Trinity. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for some of you guys out there that you, that you never learned that from your dad, and you shake like weird, like like you, you don't even put your whole hand in there you do that like little fingers in there it's it, don't, don't do that learn how to shake a hand bro. <laughs> uh next one don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be um yeah i i think that one with <laughs> the way i read that one is take a stand and 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 you know put your money where your mouth is right like do what you say you're gonna do kind of a thing um so i read that twofold i read that as in as in stand up for yourself um do what you say you're gonna do um as opposed to just, you know, we all know that one person, right? We all have at least one person in our lives that's the I'm gonna person. Right. I used to get them all the time when I was uh, right. like, um, I'll, I'll call it with the tattoo stuff, right? When I got into the world of being tattooed, uh, I I came across so many I'm gonna's in my life. What I mean by that is there's mm -hmm. a ton of people who, oh, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this tattoo. They would sit there and tell me all these aspirations of tattoos. And I would see those people years later and they don't have a single one. And, and I started seeing a trend, right? And they're all, I call them the I'm going to. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they never do it. They never follow through with it. And you'll talk to them like 30 years later. And they're like, oh, I wish I would have done this. I Don't be that person. You know, if you want to do something, if it means something to you, make it happen. You know, do what you got to do to yeah. make it happen. That's how I read that one. Don't let a wishbone grow where your backbone should be. Yeah, do the damn thing, man. Just do the damn thing. I mean, there's just so many talkers, man, that just don't do anything. And, and you know, yeah. uh, I'd rather you do a, a, a thousand things and, and, and maybe accomplish one. But at least you did something, man. At least you yeah. put some energy out there. You know what I mean? But it, if you're just sitting back and you're just, you know, wishful thinking, but you don't you don't do action one, you're expecting it to come to you. What, what do you mean? You can't get mailbox money if you don't go out there and earn the mailbox money. You know, what yeah. I mean, the reason there's mailbox money is because you went and did something and then you're able to go home and, 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 and receive it, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, I may be talking finances in that in that statement, but I mean it for everything. You can't you can't expect, uh, you know, the, the world to come out, come to your house to hug you, you know, come to your house to say I love you. Uh, you can't expect your partner to, to, to know your address before they even met you and come find you and go like, oh, I think you're the one I'm supposed to fall in love with and marry you. You can't. You <laughs> got to go out there. You got to do something. You got to be present. You got to make some noise, man. Um, yeah. You got to live this life, man. You got to live this life. I agree. Uh, next one. Uh, if you need music on the beach, you're missing the point. Um, I understand where they're coming from. Like, I get the sentiment here. I know that there's a million people who heard that who are like, well, I need to have my music. The point they're trying to make is nature's beautiful, man. Like nature is its own music. You know, I, I don't really feel this personally when I'm at the beach. Uh, I'm not a big beach guy. Um, I do feel small when I'm at the beach. I do realize the magnitude of it and, and the, the, the majestic nature of the beach. Like uh, it's not lost on me. Um, I'm just not as uh, it's just not my element. You know, uh, I feel that way when I'm in the mountains. 
like every October when we take our mountain trip, when when my wife and I were in Jackson Hole, like when I'm around the mountains, that's how I feel. Like I don't need, I don't want music. I like um, I'll do things that I'll I'll never do here. Like I'll just go sit on the porch. Like I don't do that here. It's like 90 degrees, man. When I'm in the mountains, there's right. many a times if they can't find me, they all know where I'm at. I'm sitting somewhere outside, just staring right. off at like the the river or whatever. Like, um, so I get that sentiment, and that is you know. Uh, uh, nature is its own kind of music, man. Be in the present, be in the now. Like, don't be distracted because music, music is great. But really, what music oftentimes yeah. does is distracts you from what's in front of you. And sometimes you need that. I get it. But there are other times where you got to be present in the moment and, and, and look at what's in front of you. And, and I think that that's kind of what that uh, rule is trying to say. Yeah. You know what? Um, I can go either way on this uh, because uh, I, I don't have to have music at the beach. And I'm Latino, man, and I don't have to have it. And I'm, and I say that because man, <laughs> that's you, saying a lot. It's hard. It's hard to pass a Latino group that's not playing music at the beach, brother. It's it's hard. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't need it. I like it, but I don't need it. Um, yeah. I like the sights and sounds of where I'm at, wherever I'm at. I like the sights and sounds of it. And I agree with you. I think that when you, like, let's say, I'm just gonna take like a Led Zeppelin song, right? I could take that same Led Zeppelin song, and if I put it at every place that I've ever been well then changes the place you know what i mean because now i'm in the, i'm in the song right whereas right. you know some places have a soundtrack and some places could use a soundtrack so i <laughs> yeah. do get that when you go to the beach and you hear people playing like the jimmy buffett kind of stuff you know what i mean like the beach right. stuff i get that because that kind of makes sense right it's like you're, you're you you added a soundtrack Two thing. I think I can go with that a lot more than if you take the same song you listen to in your house and you listen to while you wash your car, you listen to it while you're at the club and you listen to it at the beach. Then to me, I don't get that one as much, but I do right. get at putting a soundtrack and I'm giving to give you an example. You know what I really like doing when I'm driving through like those southern states, like especially like Kentucky. I don't think I can drive through Kentucky without putting Kentucky bluegrass on. It's just, it's just a thing, dude. I just it's just a thing, you know. And if I drive through the country, I like listening. And I'm not a country. I don't. I only like old style country, like 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 Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash kind of country. Yet, when I'm in the country, I like trying to find that old station that'll play that that kind of stuff. It's um, immersion. Yeah, I, I soundtrack. To where I'm at, but it has to match the place that I'm at. If that makes sense to yeah, you, absolutely. Um, like this, this trip that I was just on, I I, I was I found these independent stations that was playing music that I never heard before. I've never heard any of the songs that I heard on these little independent radio stations. And I was just driving through Maryland, Delaware, and Pennsylvania, listening to these this 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 really cool small stations that clearly don't subscribe to the masses that you know uh, <laughs> I, I just thought that's really cool because it's a soundtrack yeah. to where you're at you know what i mean right on um all right the next one number 13 uh carry two handkerchiefs uh the one in your po back pocket is for you the one in your breast pocket is for her um I, that feels dated to me but i get the 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 premise there um it feels dated in the sense of i don't think we're walking mm -hmm. around with handkerchiefs anymore um and if i'm honest if i give a woman a handkerchief and she no. uses it i don't i don't want it back um, you can keep it or you can toss it. Um, but I get the sentiment, you know, the, so there's, there's something that oh, <laughs> my wife is going to kill me for this one. Well, she never watches this stuff. So there's oh, a thing boy. out there and, oh, and only boy. old school people will get this newer school people. It, it goes right over their head. Old school people know, will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but my wife on the other hand is like, ah, oh, it's frustrating as hell. 
So if we're in a parking lot and we're walking to or from the store or if we're on a sidewalk, I will Mm -hmm. always make an effort to make her walk on the inside. Yeah, me too. If the cars are over here on the right, I'm walking on the right. I'm going to let her be on the left. If we're on a sidewalk and the street is on the right, I'm on the right. Um, I, I don't know why. That's just something I've always done. Like, it's just what you do. Uh, <laughs> like yep. freaking why my wife will be on the right and I'll start to go to the right and she'll walk right with like, no, what are you doing? Woman? <laughs> like, get your butt over there. Yeah. Uh, it, it means nothing to her at all. She just like, I don't care. It's like, I, but I do. Like, yeah. Um, but I don't see a lot of people doing that these days. I, I don't even know if it's still talked about or not. Um, but I believe in it. Like I, I just that's what I do. Like I might not Dude, pull my so, wife's chair so out all the time. I might not go all the way around and open the door for her all the time. Like you know, if it's convenient, I will. Or if it's you know, but I will always try to make sure I walk on a certain side. Uh, there's another thing that my wife. Uh, uh, a couple of things will happen. Like uh, something will happen. I don't. There's a couple instances that have taken place since I've known her, where like a friend or a family member has been in a time of need for something, and it's like ten o'clock at night, and she's like getting her keys i'm like what are you doing she's like well i'm gonna go i was like no you're not <laughs> like i'll go yeah. she's like and her We're answer is always here. yeah her answer is always well I, i'm capable it's like i'm not saying you're not capable but there's no way in hell i'm gonna let my wife go out there by herself at 10 o'clock at night to help a friend on the side of the road mm-hmm. it's just not gonna happen mm-hmm. like you can argue right. all you want but at the end of the day yeah. i'm going <laughs> like there is no um and, and it i think she loves it deep down but she acts like she gets frustrated but i think she loves that um and to me that's another example of what this means is is, you know i'm speaking to the men right here like for men if you have a wife or a woman in your life man like treat her like she's important dude like put her up on a pedestal Mm -hmm. a little bit like i'm not saying you gotta act like she's infallible no but but take care of her like that is your wife that is your woman you know uh um yeah (laughs) if you have two handkerchiefs one in your back pocket one for her like Mm -hmm. be there for her that's all that really means to me is be there for her treat her like she's important in your life treat her like it matters if she's there was that what you read from that as well yeah i think it's really funny because you know uh we've never really i don't think we've ever talked about this and, and i've had that same conversation with dana and sometimes like if she's in a conversation like if we're busy talking and i do it you know and, and like i'm like hey get over here you know or however i say it, she's like oh yeah my wife hates always you know it's like i'm bothering her to to put her on the on the on the correct side and i'm like i just it's just my pet peeve man it's just i gotta do it (laughs) but i gotta be near the street you know you gotta be protected i do it with my kids as well yeah Uh, you know they never give me grief about it but dana sure has given me grief about it yes i guess uh, the other thing is um by the way the only thing i let dana do at nighttime without me doing it with her is take the dog out she can uh, i'll let her do that all day long you want to walk the dog at midnight you go right ahead (laughs) but uh um i think that uh it's called being a gentleman and i think that's a that's one of those things that uh women i'm sorry but you can't teach it that 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 needs to be taught by our fathers we need to know why we do it. We, it needs to come from a man's perspective because when it comes from a woman's perspective, it feels like an obligation that's like that you can have a resentment about. But when it comes from your father, it gives you a sense of pride that says, you know what? My dad's a good man. I'm going to be a good man kind of thing. Or, or my right. male mentor is a good person. I want to be like my male mentor. And that's why I say it has to come from the father because I think it comes from a different place when you do that. You know what I mean? I don't know where you got it from, how you got it, but clearly yeah, it was, there, there must have been somebody uh, that you looked up to that you felt like, you know, 
you know, it, that could have been Clint Eastwood for all I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I, I don't know uh, who it was because my mom doesn't even know about that stuff. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it, it typically comes from like a, a male mentor that you look at that and you go like that. That's a man. You know what I mean? And, and right. you could define that as that. That's that's how I want to be. That's how I want to live. And and I agree with that. See, my 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 dad is that guy. So uh, right. I didn't used to think as a little kid that that I wanted to be uh, how how he is with my mom because I thought that uh, I thought he was a little soft on her. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, thought, I thought that she got over <laughs> on him a lot. But uh, but uh, as I grew up I realized why and and you know I'm very appreciative to have a, a father like that that taught me that kind of respect right. and my dad still carries a handkerchief to this day you know but I don't <laughs> want awesome. his handkerchief man because I've seen what he does in his Ooh, handkerchief don't yeah, hand that don't uh-uh um all right next one uh this one's interesting uh um you marry the girl you marry her family I I I, I agree I, mm-hmm. but I think that obviously works both ways but um, I know a lot of people have this yep. idea of like, yo, I didn't marry them. I married you, which you're, you're right. And, and to extent, you know, if battle lines are drawn and it's us versus them, then yeah, it is your wife, but it that rarely happens. Uh, um, so like I married into a family where I, she had two children previous to me. Those are my kids, like period, you know, no ifs, ands or buts. Those are my kids. Um, and and with her mother like i was literally just at her mom's house like a couple days ago helping her with something she just messes me early today to help her with something that's what i do you know like you're part of the family like whether whether we get along 100 percent or not or it doesn't matter like uh so we just had a a conversation literally a couple days ago and she said something about her mom or somebody made a comment i was like well i mean at the end of the day dude she raised the person i love dude so like i gotta respect her for that like you gave birth to the person who I've dedicated my life to. Like that comes with a certain amount of respect for me. Right. Period. Even if I don't agree with the things that you, it doesn't matter. Like you're still part of the family. Period. You agree? Right. Yeah. You do. You, yeah. You don't just marry their family. You marry their history. Um, yeah. I know there's some people out there that believe like, you know, whatever happened before me no longer exists. It's only about what us and what we build together. No, man, that's not true. Uh, we are a sum of a product. I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things that have happened to get us to this point. Um, and if you, if you love each other, then, then you love the sum of that product. And so some of those products that, that, that you're going to come across may not be great. And some of them are questionable, but, but when you add them all together, look at what they accumulated. And so you have to respect that. Uh, now to what degree you, you involve yourself, that's on you, but, you they are they are part of who you both are and the more you can be okay with that and stop trying to tear apart a person's history or their ties the healthier i think it is yeah i'd agree um next one number 15 uh be like a duck remain calm on the surface and paddle like crazy underneath you know i i yeah i i would agree with this And, and what i mean by that the way i interpret this um, is even myself, there's many people who would say, oh man, you, you got it all together. You know, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, okay. But in my head though, I'm thinking about every single scenario and how it could go right, how it could go wrong. I'm questioning if I did the right thing, if I did the wrong thing, could I do Mm -hmm. better? Like my mind is running through all these million scenarios, no matter what I look like on the outside. Um, so the way I I read that is, is be more, um, responsive and less reactive. Meaning, respond to situations, don't react to them. Remain calm, remain where you're at, but your mind is always mm. going to be running things. You agree? Right. 
Yeah, I agree. And you know what it is? I don't want to see y'all's crazy. You know, there's only one crazy that I accept, and that's Dana's crazy. I'll take Dana's crazy, you know what I mean? Because that's my baby. And, you know what I mean? She, she could be as crazy as she wants to be. I love it even because it's her, you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll take just about anything from her. But I don't want to see the rest of y'all as crazy, you know? Uh, so so I don't want to see your, your crazy energy. I don't want all your I – just, I just don't want all that, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that tremendously. Let your, let your stress and your anxiety be your stress and your anxiety. Don't make all of our stress and anxiety – and, and some of you just are, are everywhere you go. You got to tell us about every little bit of stress and anxiety you're experiencing. And, and you want the whole room to now be all stressed out and anxiety ridden. And nah, nah, I got my all own. Right. Like Trinity said, I got my own. I, I don't need it. I, I need it. Just... Yeah. Exactly. Uh, next one. Uh, experience the serenity of traveling alone. Uh, I have done this. I've had to go to conferences and things of that nature, as I know you go all over the place speaking. Um, and, and I think what it's trying to imply here, and, and, and I'll tell you what I've gotten from it is being comfortable being by yourself, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta learn to be alone. You know, if you're constantly needing other people around you in order to appreciate the situation, to have a good time, to feel complete, you know, that's a sign of, you know, that, like not to put a clinical word, but it's like codependence, man. Like you don't need to have that. Like learn how to stand up on your own two feet. Learn how to be comfortable being alone. Learn how to be comfortable with yourself, right? There's a lot of people who need others around them constantly to drown out that inner dialogue because you're not comfortable with yourself. So learn to love yourself. Yeah. Learn to be on your own. Um, so I, that to me is how I read that. And and, and the reason why I, I read it that way is because I have taken trips on my own. And it does give you a lot of time for introspective thought. You know, it gives you a lot of time to think and, and there's nobody there to distract you. And so you got to learn how to appreciate what's in front of you internally, as opposed to looking like when I go to the mountains, I can look over to my wife and be like, man, look how beautiful that looks. And she's like, yeah, whatever. You don't have that person with you when you're on your own. So you got to be able to just look at it and be able to appreciate it and have that conversation with yourself. Um, and I think that there is something that comes from all the introspective thought. I do. And so I think to me, that's what they're trying to say with this one. Yeah, I really like, I really like that one. Um, I, I truly enjoy my alone time. Um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm very present for, for not only my family, but for those that need me out there. Um, so my alone time is my alone time and I'm comfortable with it. And you know what I really like about it? You make a lot of better decisions when you're comfortable being alone. At least I feel like I do. I feel like I'm not making decisions based on loneliness. I'm just, I'm never lonely. I, I can't even think of a time of being lonely other than when I was a young kid and I was, I was lonely in front in crowds. I was lonely, like even with people. So, right. uh, I haven't felt that since I was a little kid, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't ever need companionship. I don't ever need someone to have to be there with me. I'm not that person that needs to, Hey, can you go with me? You have to, you know, like can't go to the store unless someone goes with me or I can't go to the bathroom <laughs> unless somebody walks there with me though. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, I'll see you in sure. a bit, you know, um, I never, you know, I just, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it. Right on. Uh, next one. Uh, number 17, never be afraid to ask out the best looking girl in the room. Shoot your shot, man. You know, <laughs> that, that I, I, you know, but see, uh, that's the, that, that's the, this, if I'm honest, this is where I struggle with, uh, where we're at right now in society. Right is because I'm going to try to tread carefully here, make sure I, I, I don't oh get my boy, words misinterpreted. Um, I don't want anybody to misinterpret where I'm coming from. 
So from a principal perspective, I think that there's nothing wrong with shooting your shot. There's nothing wrong with saying to somebody, Hey, you know, like I'm attracted to you or whatever, you know, in a, in a respectful manner, you know, I'm not trying to, you shouldn't go up to a girl and be like, hey, girl, let me hit that. You know? No, I mean, that's just disrespectful and rude. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, with, with trying to talk to somebody and let them know your interest. Right. Um, and the problem with that though, I think is where we're at right now. And I've experienced this firsthand. Um, what is often considered harassment is really just the wrong guy saying the wrong thing. And what I mean by that is I've known many a women who three different dudes could all come up and say the exact same thing to her. But if only one of them she was interested in, and that's the only person she wanted the attention from the other two guys are creeps. The third guy is so sweet. And they literally said the exact same thing. The only thing that separates them from being a creep from being, you know, whatever is she was attracted to him. Right. And so I think that, that there's some give and take there, right? Because I think women want that man to go up and ask them out or whatever, but they don't realize that when you set that scenario up, then everybody who wants to is going to take their shot. Like, and you got to understand and appreciate that. Instead of looking at it as a negative thing, because I saw somebody post yesterday, she posted that she can't, she wait, she'll wait in her car at the gas station until everybody leaves before she'll go inside because she doesn't want to get hit on. And it's like, like I'm not going to try to I'm not going to try to say that I understand what it's like to walk out the door constantly and be hit on the way that women are, but I've been you know in my younger days when I was in much better shape doing my thing I had plenty of, of attention and I never once was like oh my gosh no it made me feel good like wow I'm doing something right you know people are thinking I'm attractive like uh, you know once again I'm not talking about the people who are rude and disrespectful like that that's just those are outliers man like that we all agree that those people are idiots. But we're not talking about that. Right. We're just talking about attention, right? So this thing here says never be afraid yeah. to ask out the best-looking girl in the room. I agree 100%, man. Shoot your shot. You never know, man. Like, shoot your shot, bro. It, it, but at the same token, if it gets rejected, it gets rejected. Move on with your day. Don't call her names. Don't get mad at her. Like, she doesn't have to be receptive to your <laughs> shot, bro. Like, just, you shot your shot. It didn't go. Move on, man. You know, but but don't be afraid to take that shot. I agree. Well, I'm so glad I took my shot. <laughs> so i got i just man it, you know if i would have never took my shot i would not have ever have thought dana would be into me so uh i'm glad i took that shot i'm glad i was not that kind of shy um <laughs> and i'm glad she took the shot you know and I'm, you know as well you know so i was able to to be the hoop uh but uh yeah I agree, man. Sometimes you just got to take a chance, man. That that wish that I I don't like. I should have could have would have, man. I'm just not a. Yep. I should have could have would have kind of person, so, you know. So 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 I'm I'm not I'm not into that. So you know, if you saw if 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 you're in that scenario and you see somebody that 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 you're attracted to, you think is a good fit for you, then you got you got to go for it, man. There's there's no reason not to. You know what I mean? Uh, that could be the best person that you've ever met in your life, and then then look, then you can have our situation. You know what I mean? Look, yep. I'm married 29 years. You're married now. How long? Uh, going on eight, I think. Eight, eight years. I mean, that's 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 pretty dang awesome, man. And you would have never known if if somehow you wouldn't have opened your mouth or she wouldn't open her, her yep. mouth. You would never have been in that situation. Uh, yep. And can you imagine? You know that's happened to people. You know that happens probably on a on the regular. To some people, they just never allow themselves to open up, and and they get passed by good people all day. And they're yep. never going to know it. They would have never known it. So, nah, man, go for it. 
Um, next one, number 18. This one's kind of a funny one, but I get the point. Uh, never turn down a breath mint. I get it. It's a safe bet, man. Somebody's offering you a breath mint. <laughs> you know, they, they potentially could be trying to tell you something, uh, or maybe, you know, you're unaware, or they could just be nice and just offering whatever. But I, I get the sentiment. Never turn down a breath mint. And, and that's just, you know, common sense, I would say. But what do you like? I've turned them down before just because I don't really prefer breath mints, but I, I do my best to make sure I, I have good hygiene whenever I leave. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if, if you're eating or drinking something that you know is not going to go good with spearmint or, yeah. or peppermint, yeah, you know, uh, that's the only time. But other than that, always, man. Either, yeah. First of all, I think more of you should offer. I think more of you should buy <laughs> a gum and buy breath mints and hand them out because I, I, I think it's awesome. I always, yeah. I always look for that. If if that's in my vicinity, I I always ask for it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the one thing I ask for. I mean, you might have French fries, and I'm not going to ask for your French fries. But if you have a breath mint or a piece of gum, I'm, I may ask you, can, can I have one? Sure, it's just a safe bet, man. Um, next one. Yeah. So this one I know you're going to love. I don't really agree with this one personally, but I get the sentiment and I agree mm. with what they're trying to say. But you and I are going to instantly have a divide on this one. But not not like you know. Don't get excited, everybody who's listening. Everybody's listening. Don't get excited. It's going to be our kind of a disagreement, not an actual disagreement. Um, a sport coat is worth a thousand words. So basically, they're trying to say is get dressed up for the occasion. Like I, I get it. Like I'm not going to go to like somebody's you know funeral in like a tank top and shorts. It's not going to happen. Um, I will get dressed up when I need to. But for those of you who've been paying attention to any of our shows, I went ahead and decided to have a fib and go to the hospital rather than wear a suit that day for the wedding. So. That's right. That's right. Hey, he did it on purpose. He went. He went. He, right, went he chose to ride an ambulance instead of coming to my daughter's wedding. In a suit. Uh, that's that's who Trinity is. Yep. <laughs> but I get the yeah, sentiment. I, though. I think it goes back to the respecting. Yeah. You dress for the occasion, man. You, you look. Sometimes, sometimes you're gonna have to dress for an occasion that you, you know uh, that you don't want. Some of you go to work and and you want to make your your work outfit more you and I get that but sometimes by doing that you're taking away from what you're being paid to do and 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 at that moment you know I'm not saying you're no longer you but you're not being paid to just be you you're paid to you're paid to be you plus and that plus means hey, if there's a uniform you're paid to wear that uniform the way it's intended to be worn and the way I look at that is when you go to court for some of you that I've seen you go to court and you wear like I, I've seen people go to dude. I I used to consult a drug court program, right? And when I saw people come to a drug court with a beer shirt or a pot leaf shirt, it's like, dude, you're just asking that judge to judge you. You're asking them to say something. You know what you did. You know what you're doing when you do that. Um, whereas yeah. also as a drug and alcohol counselor for so many years, I love when a young person when they would come in with a beer shirt or something or a pot shirt. And they and, and and I would just like kind of smile and go, really? And and they knew and they go, you know what? I was gonna turn it inside out for you. because uh, I knew that it was the wrong thing. And when they would verbalize how they felt like it was a sign of disrespect and and if I want, I would turn. I thought that was really cool. I said, No, no, it doesn't bother me. I said, just so you know, as long as you know that, that you know, you gotta you gotta monitor your situation a little bit better, man. I mean, you know, like you go to school, you 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 behave. You speak a certain way, you dress a certain way. You go to work, you speak a certain way, you behave, you do dress a certain way. You're at home, you speak a certain way, you dress. I think you have to be mindful of where you're at. Uh, those of you that are walking around saying, I'm just being me and I'm me everywhere. And if they don't appreciate me, then I don't. No, man, that's not, the, the world doesn't adapt to you. 
you must adapt to the situations and the world. That just makes it more pleasant. Unless you want to be unpleasant. And trust me, we know who you are. There are so many of you that are just very, very unpleasant. You take that same annoying you and you bring it around us. And then now we got to deal with the annoying you. And then we hope for you to go back home so you can be back annoying to those of those people that have to deal with you because we really don't have to. Yeah, like I, I get the sentiment on, on this one. Um, I, I get it. I, I For the most part, I agree. Uh, however, I am that guy that I have pushed back before in certain things. Like I, I think that there's different levels to this. For instance, when I was in high school, they had a rule one time. They tried to get me in trouble because I had a baseball hat on. And I pushed back. And I went to the superintendent and stuff. And I actually pushed and I won. Um, so like I am that dude that will push back against those certain things. Like I will be the anti-establishment activist kind if I believe in something and I'll push it. Um, you know, uh, do I think that in every single situation that's appropriate? No, I don't. I, I think that that's a fine line. You got to use your better judgment, you know, when in doubt conform. Um, but if you're, yeah. but the other thing I would say too is only non-conform if you're willing to deal with the consequences. That's the big one. I, I think too many people don't want to conform to stuff, but then, as you said, they want everybody to to bend to them, and and that's the wrong mentality. That, as a matter of fact, that's the exact opposite of being an activist, a nonconformist. A nonconformist, you want to not right. conform. You want to uh, like make the the moment right. Um, so I, I think I get the sentiment overall. I agree. Uh, there are moments in my life where I have pushed back and I've been in many of those moments. I've been victorious and many of those moments, like, I don't know how many things I've missed out on in my life because of like, let's right. say the tattoos, for instance. Right. I, I knew when I got visible right. tattoos, I knew when I did that, the day it's not as, as, as bad now, but when I first got them done, you know, 20 years ago, um, I knew at that moment that I'm signing off and a certain segment of the population that will never hire me, right. that will never take me serious. Right. will never want to do business with me because of those. And I was okay to accept right. that. Um, and, and does that mean that right. that um, I don't miss that I didn't miss out on some great life changing opportunity? Maybe I don't know. Like, but that was something I was willing to do, and I wasn't blaming the world for it. I think that's the big difference: is if you're going to take those kinds right. of decisions and those kinds of stances, then you have to understand that it's going to come potentially at a cost, and you got to be willing to pay that cost. Right? For example, I've never once gotten mad at a speeding ticket. Why? Because I'm speeding. Like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> like I'm not, you're, I broke the law. You got me like, I'm going to pay it and move on with my day. You know, I'm not that person that's going to get mad. Well, how come all these other people, were you speeding? Yeah. Well then shut up. Right. Like if you're going to participate, then you got to understand that that can come at a cost. And so when it comes to me with this one, yeah, like just understand where you're at. And, and, and there's certain ones that I think are, are, uh, uh non-negotiable and other ones I think are negotiable, but you got to be willing to pay the price. That's all. <laughs> that's the one where you and i kind of differ at times you know what I, I, I... <laughs> right right now but but before that uh you know i've been all kinds of services right i've been to uh, a bar mitzvah i've been to uh, uh you know um a service at a mosque like a muslim mosque I've been to Catholic services. I've been to Baptist services. I've been to all types of services. And I always do whatever I'm supposed to do. So if I have to wear yarmulke, if I have to, to clean a certain way prior to going in, if I have to take sure. my shoes off, if I have to kneel, if I have to stand, whatever it is, I do it. Um, I never felt like I lost myself or somehow uh, compromised who I am 
because I did it. I just felt like I was being respectful to the process or to the place. Um, and I think that's, that's okay. I think so many of us, unfortunately feel like if we did that, then somehow we're giving in or losing a piece of ourselves. And let me tell you something, if you feel that way, then you're not really secure in where you're at. If you feel that by participating or looking or doing something that another group is doing or how they're doing it, then, then you're not really secure yet. You're, you're more, it's more important to you to make your statement rather than to just go with the process that, that really is, is, is no sweat off your back. Now he, Here's the one that 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 is one of my pet peeves and bothers me a lot. And we had the discussion. This is how we we got in this discussion one time. I don't know if you remember when <laughs> yeah, when we were talking about take your lid off when when you you know when the when they're playing the national anthem uh, or something like that. You know, you take your hat off. You know, you stand. You take your hat off. You put your hand. You know, you don't have to put your hand on your heart, but if you do, you do. But those things to me, raised in a military family, they they clearly mean something different than how some of you interpret that stuff. But for me, that means a lot. Now, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But please understand that that is a sign of respect thing to the process that is currently happening. Just like if I was in a church and they all stood, I'm not going to sit there sitting and going like, well, I don't believe in your God. So I'm just going <laughs> to sit here. No, I'm going to stand with you. Um, same thing. Same thing. They play the national anthem. They do that. Take your hat off. Uh, because somebody's going to get upset. There, there, there's always that old man, and I oh, and you always hear that old man go, "Lit off," you know. They'll get upset, and they have a right to be upset because they take it very personal. Uh, dude, my dad gets mad about if you display this, the 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 flag wrong. You display a flag incorrectly. My dad just does not like that. There's rules to that American flag, and he oh, yeah. does not like. And and the thing is, it's like, Dad, they don't teach everybody these rules. You were in the military; they taught you those rules. They don't teach everybody. They don't teach all these people the rules. You know, you got to understand that, but no, he takes it very serious. So, you know, I went to my uh, client's house one time and she had an American flag on the table and I picked it up and I folded it for her and I folded it the way it was supposed to be folded. Because <laughs> I remember I, I was taught all that in Boy Scouts. But anyways, I digress. Uh, next one. And this one, actually, I, I really like this one a lot. Actually, this one speaks to me personally, um, especially where I'm at in my life. Right. Uh, try writing right. your own eulogy. Never stop revising. Um, how do you want to be remembered? You know, like mm. what kind of legacy are you leaving behind? You know, how, how are you perceived by the people around you? How do people talk about you when you're no longer here? Be it you just left the room or be it you're dead. How do people talk about you? How are you remembered? You know, um, yeah. think about that. I, and, and uh, we're never going to die. Never going to die, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that one's a big one for me, especially as I get older. I want to be remembered. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, next one. Uh, this one's kind of cool um thank a veteran then make it up to him it's kind of cool you know I, I do my best uh to thank people for the service when i found out they served um the only time i i, I do feel weird sometimes because i have so many people who i knew that went to the uh to the you know armed forces um <laughs> and, and mm -hmm. uh, look man i'm gonna i'm not trying to start anything with this but i'm just i i, I gotta oh, we gotta got to have a an, another reality to it right like we got to add to it like i'm not taking anything away but i am going to add something to it i have plenty of friends who were in the military who didn't want to be there hated being there one of them was like a, an accountant or something like that like you know i, I you didn't really serve bro like you know you, you you know yeah you were there you hated every minute of it you 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 pushed papers in an office somewhere doing nothing 
and, and you got paid for it. You got a grant for it. You got to see the world for it. So like, you know, I, I think you were thanked for that. Like you didn't, you weren't in combat. You, you didn't, you know, you got a paper cut. You'll be all right. So like, I, I, I think that there's a, there is a mixture that we got to balance it out. We can't pretend like every single person is Rambo. You know, no. we can't pretend like every single person who went to the military loved it, <laughs> loved it, wanted to be there. It's fighting for no. Some of them just they wanted the ten thousand dollars signing bonus. Some of them didn't have any money choices, and they went in to go and they they served food to people. Thank you, but I'm not going to put you on the same level as a dude sitting there with a purple heart. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, I I don't think you need to be at the same level. I I, I hear your point. Um, I guess knowing that. <clears throat> All those parts are necessary to, yeah. to make the machine run. Yeah, uh, I'm not, not only downgrading that, them, but I do know, I, I do know that whatever your MOS was, uh, if they need you in a different MOS, you're going to be in a different MOS. <laughs> sure. And I think that's the that's that's the big difference. And and, you know, and here's another difference. I think the time period then that you're talking about was the most lucky time period of all. It was in between in between all the conflicts, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably when you when you graduated high school, uh, you were part of a group that really did not have to go to any conflict. The only conflict yeah. we had around that time, Gulf War, was like a seventy-two hour conflict by air. <laughs> yeah, it was the well, fastest the conflict Gulf, ever. Gulf War, the uh, uh, Operation Desert Storm. Operate, but that's what I'm saying. It was a small, short conflict. It was very different. Uh, compared yeah. to a lot of the other, like the kids now, man, these guys are getting deployed six or eight times. Yeah, man. Uh, so I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you're peeling potatoes all six or eight times, dude, that's, that's not, you can die peeling potatoes. Uh, and, and here's the <laughs> yeah. other thing. You can die in practice. In yeah, practice. A lot of them do. I remember my father used to go out to the field. There was always people that died in the field. Uh, first of all, there's people that died at basic. There's people that committed suicide in basic. Then there's people that died in the field because there's there's always accidents and you're you're dealing with big heavy equipment and you're dealing with rounds. Uh, then then you you have to be deployed. So now you're dealing with all the the shots they give you and all the stuff you can get out there. I mean, even the families when we would travel abroad, dude, they would pump us full up of so many different injections. Who knows what they injected me with? Because they just they just they just fill you yeah they just fill you full of stuff yeah. and then you come back and then you know like the people that do get deployed and, and you know some of you didn't see combat but you could have and and so you knew that risk was there you just got lucky and fortunate that you didn't so for all of you that ever served and did not get deployed man that's so awesome that you you were able to do that lucky you and good thing that you were able to get it but there was no guarantee in that uh so if i thank you for your service i'm thanking you for the risk that you took and and, and i'd agree with that and, and you did well in that risk uh, and then there's people like and then there's people like my father who was drafted, you know, uh, at 23 years old out of college. And uh, he chose to stay in. He's a lifer. Uh, uh, that that is a different person. I think I think there's a big difference between a, a, a one rounder and a person that's a lifer. Uh, the people like my right. father who chose to stay in to, re, you know, retire as a command sergeant major. That's a whole different breed of individual of service, man. Uh, so I'm yeah. not trying to say that, that all of you will get the same respect as I look at my father. Uh, and his type of service because he dedicated his entire life to that. Uh, but but thank you for whatever brief service you did do because you still did more than most. You still offered up more, than I did. more risk than most. And so thank you for that. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
So yeah, it, no, that, I, that's I, I what agree. I'm saying when I when, yeah, when I, I, I I think we're saying kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like I give them, I, I still thank them, but I just I have so many like really good right. friends that I've known, and I hear the stories that they tell me, and it's yeah, like I a bunch of frat dudes, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but anyways yeah yeah uh, and, next and, one. And, 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 and yeah some people have been blessed that way yeah yeah uh next one uh i, I like this one actually a lot too um i i think that this is an example we need more of um number 22 uh eat lunch with the new kid yeah man it goes back to what we said at the top of the show like be nice dude there's nothing wrong with being kind to people and welcoming you know that that that, that new kid and this if we're going to take it literally uh, the new kid, man, he's scared. He's overwhelmed. Doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> like he's trying to figure out, you know, am I going to fit in? Are people going to like me? Am I going to get my butt kicked today? Like, so there's nothing wrong with being that welcoming person and just saying, "Hey, man, welcome." Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. See, <clears throat> we live in a dog eat dog world. We all agree on that, but we don't have to. That's the big thing I want to get across. You don't have to. I'm raising my kids and I'm telling them all the world doesn't care about how you feel. It's a, it's a rough world out there. I'm telling them all I'm raising them that way, but it doesn't mean it has to be. We can collectively decide to eat lunch with a new kid, man. And and to not take it so literally right in your job. There's always that new person, you know, there's always that, there's always that kid, that person that just looks left out. Right. I I think you said it to me the other day um, about this recent shooter is he was invisible. Nobody saw him. There's always somebody that just nobody sees. Yeah, I had them at every place I've ever worked, um, every school I've ever attended. There's always been a couple. Yeah. There's always been a couple that just nobody sees, or they do see, and nobody's like, eh, I'm, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hang out with that." So I'm not saying you gotta like, you know, marry them or anything like that. But there's nothing wrong with being kind. There's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, how you doing?" And look, l- let's just be honest here. If nothing else, just to make sure your name doesn't end up on a list, right? How, how about that? Let's make it selfish. <laughs> Just so your name doesn't end up on the list, be nice to that person. But regardless, see them. You know, everybody deserves to be seen, dude. Like, yeah. you don't have to be best friends. You don't have to hang out on the weekend. But you don't have to be a rude asshole either. You can literally just be, hey, how you doing? How was your weekend? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Be cordial with that person. I, I, to me, that's how I read this. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I, I really like this one because I was always the new kid. You know, I mean, when you when you try when you're when you're moving every two or three years uh, and change schools a lot, you're, you're always the new kid. And so uh, I think you also have to understand that you're the new kid. And, and you know what? You're not going to have uh, all the ties that other people have. They have all their stories and history and all that stuff. You don't have to show out for that. You know, I think that I, I overplayed my hand a lot because of that. You know, I mean, I think that's why I was overly aggressive. I think that's why I was overly demonstrative. I think that's why I was always, you know, doing something really big, the wow factors and stuff, you know, showing off or whatever. I, I, all that's it's, it was all bullshit. You know, what I mean, and the real thing is just be yourself, whether you're the new kid or whether you're not. Um, you know, uh, I think that when it comes to like the visit these 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 acts of violence towards others man it's, it's just really sad that, that someone can feel so damn invisible and really be that invisible that nobody saw stuff like this happening and coming you know what i mean because you know you know they're probably getting it at home and then they're getting it at your place and in your school and stuff and then um this is where we're at we end up in a place and people got affected because somebody wasn't feeling embraced or 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 seen or, or respected or w- whatever it was yeah. now look I, I i do believe in the the it, this is a dog eat dog world and if you're the slowest animal you're gonna get eaten up and i get it man and i and i accept that 
I accept that. So I teach my kids not to be, and I, and I'm not going to be, but it doesn't mean I don't understand that, 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 that my thinking may be wrong, or it's not that I don't think that maybe, you know, uh, I could, I could use a little bit more empathy for that kid lagging behind. I'm just not going to go back there and, and, and walk with them. Uh, but I will, I will always see them and say hi to them and, and be present for them because I, I do, I do empathize. I just, I still think you need to stand up and, and you need to do a little bit, you know, uh, that's what I would encourage you. If anyone's out there listening to this or seeing this and you're feeling awkward and you're feeling alone and you're feeling different and you're feeling in a place of pain and, and, and you look at this kid that just did this shooting in, in Highland park and, and, uh, in Illinois and you're feeling, wow, I can relate to him. And I, I I've thought about doing those things. You don't have to, you don't have to. That's not the way to do it. You know what I mean? I know that you're you're, you're suffering and you're struggling, uh, but there, there are better ways. And, and this moment will pass. I, I don't think there's I, th- I think there's a lot of us that, that, that can relate to a part of our life where we felt that destructive either towards ourselves or towards others. But there's also many more of us that got past that day and we no longer feel that way. And I think yep. uh, that's what I would hope that you get one day. You just got to get to that day where you no longer feel that way. And, it, and it's coming. It's coming. Um, you got to find your people, you got to get with your tribe and, and, and it could be just one other person, man, but just connect with just one other person. The more people you're connected with, the less people you're going to do destruction to. Um, so good luck with that. But that's what it makes me think of. Yeah, man. no, I agree hundred percent. Uh, next one. Um, you, you'll, you've actually done this one. Um, I don't typically do this very much cause I don't, I don't do the preceding part, but I've heard you tell me you've actually done this one. Um, after writing an angry email, read it carefully, then delete it. Um, I, I think what this is trying to get at is essentially don't respond out of emotion, right? Like don't react out of anger and emotion or, yeah. you know, react to something, you, you know, think it out first and re- respond in, in an educated way, respond in a thoughtful way, not just your, your emotional reaction. Um, when it comes to emails yeah. specifically, I, I don't really have a bad habit of that. I typically read them out multiple times before I send them. Um, mine were more along the lines of just outburst or aggression, things of that nature. So as I've gotten older, I've had to learn how to like think it through first before I go ahead and, and tell this person what I'm thinking. But I know you said you used to have a secretary that you would write an email and let her read it first and then delete it. So, well, I don't take credit for that. That was her idea because she says, no, 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 no. You, you get still mean. Did it. You get mean. You got, you can't. <laughs> yes. Cause you, you can't do that, Louis. So she goes, let, you know, don't send it. Let me read it. And she would always comment. And it was like, damn, man, I really want to send it. Cause I really want to hit them right now. And she'd be like, you just can't do that. Um, and so thank you to, to Diana for teaching me that Diana Rez, uh, taught me that. And, and thank you for that because I use it even to this day in text messages. I'll sometimes type out a text message that where I'm, you know, punching somebody in the face and then I have to delete the whole dang thing because, you know, I rethink it, <laughs> you know, go do something then and come back to it. Um, but yeah, it's, sure. it's a good lesson to learn, man. Don't, you know, some, sometimes your emotion is your emotion. It doesn't need to be shared. Uh, you know, it needs to be understood. It needs to be processed. It does not need to be shared. Emotion just yeah. needs to be respected. I agree. Uh, next one. So this one, I, I don't, I agree with this one only because I have the mom that I have. I'm not sure if this is universal with all moms. Uh, I know most of the moms I know it kind of fits, but I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll see what your thoughts are. And if you're listening to this and if you had a mom that was the same or different, feel free to comment and let us know. Um, ask your mom to play. She won't let you win. My mom would never let me win anything. 
my mom would absolutely make me earn every victory. Even my own kids now, when she plays Uno or Connect Four or whatever, she uh, she's trying to win. Um, she will not let them win. And so I, I did not have a mother that let me win. Uh, I'm trying to think right now. My gut instinct tells me my wife would most likely let my kids win. But then I think about it and I think maybe she wouldn't. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Are all moms? No. I, I, I want to no. feel that there's like these sweet moms out there that just wouldn't. let. I don't know. But I don't know any of them personally, but I'm sure they're out there. What are your thoughts? I, I think uh, my my mother is a cheater. Uh, she's a proud <laughs> cheater. She comes from a long line of cheaters. Uh, there's no freaking way. But, I mean, my mom will cheat at games. Uh, so <laughs> don't turn your back. Uh, she's proud about that. And, uh, you know, as far as my wife competitive, you know, you know where, where I see my wife's competitive. She really wants to beat me because she says I win at everything. So she really hates that I win at everything. But where she she totally dominates everyone that comes over, at least tries to dominate everyone that comes over. You know, we got that basketball game downstairs, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that shot, yeah. whatever, that, that yeah. basketball. She plays that game with everyone that comes and visits, dude. She'll, she'll challenge everybody, <laughs> man. Uh, at, she just, you can see Julie Dana's noted. competitive nature comes out and she's, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna get you. I'll beat you. Especially if she's been, you know, she's been uh, enjoying herself a little bit more so, bro. You, she loves That's it, man. I, and I love seeing that in her. I love seeing that competitiveness come out in her, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I, I love beating Dana. I, I like how frustrated she gets sure. when I beat her. I think it's funny. Um, and I don't mean beat right, her like in beat her. I mean, like, <laughs> of course. games beat her. Uh, next one, number 25. We're, we're, we're almost to the end here, by the way. Uh, number 25 is manners maketh the man. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Like, you know, your manners, like are, where yeah. were you raised? You know, like yeah. to me, your manners signify your intent. They signify kind of who you're trying to present yourself as. And it's telling me what category to put you in. Um, and so if you're not trying to be put in a bad category, then you need to come at me in a way that tells me that. So if you're coming at me and you don't have any manners, you're rude, you're disrespectful, then that's kind of where I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you in that place. I am going to judge you because we all do. Every human being on earth is only here because we've learned how to judge things, both good and bad. Uh, so I'm going to judge your character based upon the manners that you give me. Now, I'm going to leave a little bit of room in the fact that you might be just having a bad day. I'm going to allow for that to be there. Having said that, even if you're having a bad day, if you're taking it out on me, that also says something about you and your manners. So, yeah, I agree. The manners make it the man. What do you think? Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, please and thank you. Uh, those when when whenever someone, I don't care what age, whether they're young or old, and they still say yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Uh, stuff like that. It's to me, it just makes me feel really good about who they are. Uh, it makes me, it just instantly gives me a, a, a judgment upon them. It, it like forces me to judge them in a, in a good way. And so I think uh, that's a really good thing in, in a time where, where we can accidentally judge everybody incorrectly, right. Based on other factors. Sure. That little simple act of kindness and respect. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am please and thank you uh it goes a long way uh to just making someone else smile that day uh, uh so please consider it consider it. it doesn't hurt you and i don't care how old you are it's not just for kids i hate when people just think it's it's for kids i think we need to mimic that behavior 
we need yeah. to do that behavior. I say yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. To this day. And, and you know, my kids did not pick that up. Uh, I didn't force it upon them. Um, you know, I can't say I regret that I did, but I, I, I if I had to say, do I wish I would have? I, I wish I would have pushed that a little bit more. Um, There's a way to get that same mentality like off. Me. Like you can still be I'm, genuine I'm sure, but and, I don't, and give off the same but, vibe. I'm I'm sure. I I just don't want to diminish it by saying by by saying that I I would rather them at least say it. I guess that's sure. what I'm saying. No, I agree. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to I don't want to yeah. minimize the fact that by saying it, you don't have to put a lot of practice into it. Just it's just natural. Right. Yes or no, sir. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Please and thank you. Um, all right, next one, number 26. Uh, I, I like this one. Um, give credit, take the blame. Uh, I got to say, I, I feel, I mean, I could be wrong in my interpretation, but I feel like I've, I've been pretty good at this one my whole life. Um, I've never been one to have my ego try to fight others to try to be like the big, you know, the alpha in the room kind of a thing. Um, I think, and the only reason why I, I've been good at that is because I've been fortunate enough uh, in my life that the influential people that I've been around have all been that kind of person. So they showed me from early on, it's okay to be good at something and acknowledge that somebody else is good at something. So I never had to have that competitive slash jealous vibe kind of a thing. Um, I've always just felt confident and I've been around other people who are also confident. So we've never felt the need to compete. Like, it's never been only one at the top. It's always been like, we're all at the top. Like, you know, like you're good at what you do. I'm good at what I do. Right. Um, so for me, I feel like I've been blessed with the right people that I've always been able to give credit and take blame. I've always been able to say, yeah, you know, I screwed that one up. Um, so I, I'm thankful that I've been able to do that. And I've been surrounded by people who have done that. Um, and I'm trying to do my best to facilitate yeah. that in my own children is like when my kids will do something, I'm always trying to remind them like what they did to contribute to it. Like, you know, give credit, take blame, man. You know, like if you're good, people are just going to know you're good. You know, uh, uh, like yeah. to me, Michael Jordan's the best. I've never heard him say the words, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Never heard him say it, but everybody knows he is. And I hear, I see, I can point out tons of videos of him saying how great Larry Bird was and how great Magic Johnson was and how great Kobe was. So like he's given credit and he, I never once heard him tell me how good he is. Um, so to me, I think that's indicative of if you're good, you're just good. You don't have to tell people you're good. Um, but you should take the blame. You should humble yourself to enough to see the mistakes or what you've done to contribute to a situation. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think that's a good, a good rule of thumb. Yeah. The, the eyes of pet peeve of mine. So I like the, we word a lot better. Uh, we as yeah. a group, we as a unit, we as a team, I'm a big team player. Uh, I believe in that. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we all have our role. We all have a part and we just got to play it. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, and I love giving credit to somebody who did really well. I love praising somebody who beat me at something or rightfully so did something better than, than, than I did, or just did it well. You know what I mean? I love congratulating. I think that the only, the only things that I even comment, I think on Facebook really are, are happy birthdays and anniversaries and stuff like that. You know, I, I just love celebrating other people's like little accomplishments. I think I, I just like that. I like that you're you're celebrating something. I like that you're accomplishing something. And, and I just want you to have an attaboy. I love giving attaboys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Right on. Uh, next one. Uh, stand up to bullies and protect those bullied. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with this one. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's 100%. there's caveats to it. There's obviously, you know, uh, circumstances or whatever. But as a general rule, I agree with this 100%. 
Um, I don't like bullies. I don't yeah. like seeing people pick on people smaller than them. Um, and if I'm in a position That's to right. do so, I, I will step in and be like, hey, you know, let's, let's level the playing field here a little bit. Um, that's not to say that I haven't been in situations in my life where I've been the bullier. Um, I have been when I was littler, I was younger. I, I was definitely a bully as a kid. Um, as I've mm-hmm. in my adolescent and early, you know, adulthood, I was aggressive. And I think for many people, um, they perceive that as bullying. Um, I didn't feel personally that it was bullying. I just think I was an aggressive person that I didn't yet know how to manage that. And so that aggression came out as bullying, but it was really just me uh, being, passionate about things even to this day uh there's many times where people will think i'm upset and i'm just passionate you know i'm just getting you know into i'm getting hyped up i'm not trying to be aggressive or bullying it's just my nature um so uh no i agree rule of thumb yes stand up to bullies and protect those bullied dude i still i still do that (laughs) to this point i mean when i see somebody preying upon somebody that i think is uh clearly at a disadvantage, you know, I still may say something, um, just like, you know, they need, just need to back off. Um, I don't think it's cool. Uh, some of you like to exert your, whether it's your financial strength or your physical strength or whatever strength, uh, you're exerting upon somebody else for nothing. It's just bothersome. Uh, now if you're just being confident and then you're being bullied because you're strong and because I've seen bullying go both ways now, right? Cause yeah. we, we're in a time where, yeah. you know, just because someone's larger, they're getting, they're getting all the crap or just cause they have more money. They're getting all the crap. I mean, look, bullying goes both ways. Uh, and I think that the whole reason and, and not to get political, but the whole reason I defended a certain political person, uh, for these last several years is because I felt that that political person was being bullied uh, and I did not like it. You know, do I think that that person uh, did, do I think that that person also did some bullying? Yes. But that never gives you the right to, 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 to also be bullied by other people. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I saw. I saw him being bullied and then I saw him, you know, uh, supposedly bullying or, or doing some things that could be considered bullying, but I definitely saw bullying towards him. A lot more than I saw that person do, and that and that bothers me. And and so I'll always defend, you know. Uh, I don't I don't care who it is. So I'll I'll defend bullies that, that are that are I mean people that are perceived bullies, just because of one of those things, whether they're richer, larger, or more in power. I'll defend them too. Yeah, I um, I, I got to second that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so to me, this is one of the things I I think that I'm glad we're doing this list, and as one thing I, I've, I've noticed that the newer generations, and I, and I say this anecdotally because I have kids and I've spoken to their friends or whatever, and principles, like a principle, right? Like something you stand by regardless, even if it's not convenient. No. I, I don't think they're as heavily pushed these days as they used to be. Um, and, and so for me, I think that's where I get a lot of flack with people is I'll, I'll say the name, dude, like Trump is who it was. I was not a Trump guy, didn't like him, still don't know if I like him. I never met the dude, but I, I didn't see anything about his character or personality that I was too like enthusiastic about. However, um, I'm a man of principles, and my principle is I don't like people bullying or harassing or uh, just being flat out mean to people. And what I saw was a lot of what he was saying taken out of context, a lot of what he was saying bent to fit a narrative that they wanted to and just being just mean, just nasty. And it bothered me and it made me take a different look. Why? Because I'm a man of principle. 
I don't, I still don't agree with half the stuff right. that comes out the dude's mouth, but he has the right to be who he is, man. Like, and it doesn't give you the right then to turn around and just be like extremely nasty. Like even now he hasn't even been president for like two years almost. And people are just really mean and nasty and wishing death to him. Like, Whoa, dude, like pump the brakes, man. And, and what sucks is, yeah. People in my life that that I've known for years have looked at me and made comments to me about that in, in a really messed up kind of way. It made me like, really? Like, it's the principle. Like, you can't get outside of your own anger right now to see the bigger picture. Like, what you're doing is not okay. Yeah. Like, I know you feel justified, but it doesn't give you the right to just do that. Like, I don't care who you are. You shouldn't do those things, period. And I agree. Yes, he's been a bully as well, and I don't like it when he did it. Um, but yeah, so I agree with the, you know, right. uh, uh, stand up to bullies and, and protect those bullied no matter who they are. Cause I think you, that's a big one. Like right now, mm -hmm. Elon Musk is being bullied by a lot of people and the biggest crime he's ever done is overcome a mental deficit or a mental disorder, make the most money in the world and, and put mankind back on the moon and, and, and help change the, the green energy on the planet. That's all he's done. And yet he's like hated for reasons I'll never know. Um, so yes, it does go mm. both ways, and I don't think people realize that enough. Um, all right, so uh, next one. I, I you know what? <laughs> I made fun of this one when I was a kid, but as I've gotten older, I, I see the power in it. So my my stance has, has evolved over the years. Uh, number twenty eight. Write down your dreams. Uh, I'm I'm a big proponent of this, man. Mm. I thought this was really stupid and silly when I was younger. They used to. Uh, I remember one of my school projects one time. I had to do a vision board. And I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever done. I was like, this is so stupid. I, I had to cut out like pictures and put, I, I thought it was dumb and ridiculous. And I did it just to get the grade. Um, however, as I got older and I started reading more into, you know, uh, the brain and psychology and how we all work and how we function, I started to realize like, you know what, there's something to this. Like when you actually write something down, it's real now, you know, it's not just a thought like you put an energy, it exists in the world somebody else can come and touch it and look mm -hmm. at it and read it like it gives it, it has a certain amount of power to it and then subconsciously you're also if you made a list for instance you're subconsciously kind of obligated to that list now there's going to be a little part in your brain that always wants to address it and touch it like so yeah i i, I think writing down your dreams is actually a really good thing and i, I think it's not just some stupid like you know a uh, 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 hippie type thing to do i, I think there's legit <laughs> power in that yeah, and I, and I think uh, some people do it subconsciously, you know what I mean? Like you'll have, you know, like when you're a kid, you'll have posters or you'll have things in your room a yeah. certain way, but maybe you didn't ever think that you were going to attain that, but you kind of wanted what came with that. So like, let's say you had, like, like I had, uh, you know, some rock posters up and I had, uh, you know, a lot of drug paraphernalia kind of stuff up i had to get high with my little help from my friends and stuff the stupid stuff as well but the the, the, the stuff that i i really you know i did like what came with the rock star stuff you know what i mean it's like you know the right. freedom that Who that did? represented i it was so really what i was looking for was freedom i was looking for the the chance to say what you got to say you know i wanted to be heard uh so those are the things that, that 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 i aspire to so i think that even as kids you have vision boards but you don't know it's a vision board yeah. You know, you haven't had that, that, that kooky therapist kind of explain it in that way. And once they explained it, you're like, oh, that's dorky. No, I don't want to do it. Uh, <laughs> but, but, it, but it doesn't make it less uh, uh, useful. It's still useful. So put things around you that do kind of push uh, what you want out of your, 
your life. Uh, uh, that's still important to this day. Write it down. Uh, again, yeah. if you don't write it down, even you know that it's not going to happen. You're you're not you're not you're not you don't believe in it. That's why you're not writing it down. Because if if you wrote it down, then you know you'd have to do it, or 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 then you you actually say you were going to do it, and then you could not stand the failure of not accomplishing it. Uh, make it realistic, but write it down, uh, and do your own vision board however you want to. I like it. Yeah, I, like, I like. I got yeah. a whiteboard, you know, up here, right here, next to me. I, I, I was, yeah, I've got a. So. I do it with my notes, and I've got like literally hundreds of them. So, um, all right, next one. We only oh, got like a dude, three, yeah. Three, I got thousands more. of notes on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we got like three or four more. Uh, next one. Uh, uh, always protect uh, number twenty nine. Always protect your siblings, and then put in parentheses and teammates. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna just simplify that. Always always protect your people. Right. Whoever your people are, like not all of us have siblings yep. and all of us are on a team, uh, your people, you know, your friend, like the, the thing that I like, <clears throat> once again, it's a principle that uh, was somehow instilled in me. Um, I don't know where I specifically got it from. I can't point to any one moment. I just know that there's always been something that I've done and I've really, really, really respected in others when I've, when I've seen it done. Um, one of my big things, my entire life has always been loyalty. I just, I, loyalty really means a lot to me. And one of the ways that loyalty has been expressed over the years that I've seen is uh, uh, never like standing up for somebody who's not in the room. And what I mean by that is like I've had friends, you know, and you're together. And if you're like a legit friend of mine and somebody else is talking smack about you, I'm going to say something. Like I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, that's between them. No, man. Like you're my people. I, I'm going to be like, look, I hear you, but I'm going to defend you. Like I, I'm going to defend my friend. They probably did this because of this. Like, I'm going to give you an out. I'm going to stand up for your your person, even though you're not standing in front of me. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's that's a big deal to me. When I see that done by other people, I have a lot of respect, and that says a lot about that person to me. Um, I've been in instances where where um, <clears throat> the person's not in the room or they're not there, and a couple people want to say something, and they're my friend. I'll I will I will stand up and be like, well, you know, I think you guys are misreading that. I'm not going to put them down. I'm not going to non-validate what their experience is, but I am going to stand up for my friend and say, Hey, maybe you misread that. Maybe that person was having a bad day. You know, I'm going to defend them somehow, some way. I'm not going to just say nothing and I'm damn sure not going to throw them under the bus, but so always protect your siblings and teammates. I, I say that as protect your people. So if you've got a big family, that's your friends, that, that's your, uh, your brothers, your sisters, that's your parents. If you've got a big group of friends that you hang out with, those are your friends. If, you know, if you got a, if you're on a team, that's your teammate, like whoever your people is, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that also means if you got to self-regulate, self-regulate, you need, if you need to let your people know that they're wrong now in public, agree, defend them, but in private, you better let them know that they're doing wrong. Agree. You know what I mean? Because I'll also get upset and say, don't put me in that situation again, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't yeah. do that. I don't like when you do that. You put me in a bad situation. I don't want it. Um, so that, that's the other thing about that. And, and just remember, uh, I may not be your people in one circle, but then go another outer ring. And now I am your people's. So you're the one that draws those lines and rings. Just remember that you draw the rings. Uh, you keep on going wider. I'm part of your people. And trust me, if there's aliens coming down from the sky, now all of a sudden I'm your people, right? So <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it just depends on, on, on how you choose to define it today. Don't, don't define it so small um, where I'm always on the opposite side of you. I don't want to always be on the opposite side of you. Sometimes I need to be included. And so sometimes you need to look at that. So I think those, those are the kind of uh, things that we all need to respect that, that everyone 
on earth can be our people as well. So, uh, and the reason I'm saying that is because right now we are in some silos and we're like, you know, sometimes when I hear people, uh, that means like you're the same color as me, you're the same culture as me. Uh, that's not always the case though, is what I'm saying. Uh, sometimes no, I, I, need, I would agree. there's a greater good here. Well, we're all connected. Play, you know what I mean? But, uh, when yeah, it comes, we're all connected. Right. Right. But when it comes down to that real tight, 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 tight circle, uh, you know, like my brother, my children, my wife. Oh yeah. yeah you know, they, they can do no wrong to you now. Privately, I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, I've had that situation. There's been times where my wife, with her own family, they've gotten into situations that I've absolutely like stuck up for her. But when we got home, and she's like, "I was right, right?" I was like, uh, "Not really." <laughs> I mean, you're kind of wrong on that one. But at the moment, no, man, that's my wife, dude. Like, I'm gonna stand up. But yeah, when we got home, I let her know, like, yeah, you know, you probably should have handled that one a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, we only got uh, uh, three more. Um, the next one is number 30. Uh, I like this one. I, you know, this one, I, I really struggled with this one when I was younger, man. I was younger and arrogant as hell, man. I really struggled with this one. Um, be confident okay. and humble at the same time. Uh, yeah, when I was younger, man, I was like 18, 19. I graduated with a 4.0. I was making 60 grand plus a year. I bought a house at 20. Like, you couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> like, nope, I know it all. Um, and my humorous definitely got the better part of me. Um, I had to learn the hard way. Like definitely life, life did what life does and it humbled me. Um, and, and I, I guess I'm grateful that it did it at such an early age. Um, so I was able to, from that yeah. point moving forward, I, I always like, uh, what was it? Mike Tyson always says, everybody's got a plan until you get hit in the face. Um, mm -hmm. I, I learned early on, man, in my life, not so fast, you know, like I've been humbled very, very heavily, my life many a time and so i am always yeah. in the back of my mind realizing eh, you know hopefully you know maybe not we'll see and so i try to tell my kids that and other people that like right now i got a 17 year old daughter who swears that she knows everything and i i, I keep trying because i'm fully aware of what life can do i keep trying to tell her like man like you better humble yourself before life does because it, it you will get humbled it's just a matter of it, it's going to hurt or if it's going to just be a little nudge but I promise you, humility is coming. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I love this. Be confident and yeah. humble at the same time. Because there's nothing wrong with being confident who you are and what you bring to the table and, and how you conduct yourself. But you can never get too big for your britches, man. <laughs> like You, you got to have you know that, that little part in your head that says, you know, you, you still bleed like the rest of us. You still put your pant legs on one at a time. So. Yeah, that's a maturity thing. And, and you know, I think that yeah. most of us go through a moment of that. You know what I mean? Learning that line uh, yeah. of, of what is real confidence, you know, what is fake confidence and what is humility and what is, yeah. you know, uh, you know, not accepting appreciation for what you've done, not being able to take uh, positive feedback because you got to be able to take positive feedback. And, and, and it's hard to learn how to do that um, as well. You know, self positive self-esteem allows you to take positive feedback. Um, and then low self-esteem makes you have to tell everybody how great you did. Uh, so, so it comes with maturity and it comes with good mental health. So hopefully you, you keep around good mentors and good and good people around you so that you're able to do it right. Um, I've had good moments of this in my life. I've had bad moments of this in my life, but it, luckily uh, I feel it right now. I'm in a really good place. I think age has done a really good thing, um, yeah. but it just depends on how you age. Some people age poorly uh, and they get worse with age. Um, in this in this particular type of statement, I think I've 
done a lot better with age. You know, it's just, I know who I am. I know what I could do, what I can't do. Um, you know, I know I'm, I know I'm really good at a lot of things, but I know I suck at so many others. Uh, and, and I just think it's funny and you gotta be, la you gotta laugh at it. You gotta be okay sure. with it. All right. Uh, next one. Um, yeah, as a parent, this one, this one, this one hits a little different as a parent. Uh, number 31, call and visit your parents often. They miss you. Um, yeah. yes. You know, I, I bet I, my mom lives, my mom's literally here. Like, I don't know if you saw the water that came in. My mother's actually here. She's going to go with me to go pick up my kids here in a little bit when we're off of here. Uh, my mom lives, I don't know, like two miles from me. Um, every Wednesday night we get together and we have a family dinner night where we all, you know, we just come, we eat dinner together. Um, it's not always like the most, uh, um, you know, intimate of affairs, but it doesn't have to be. We're just physically here. You know, we're acknowledging we're all still around and we eat together. Uh, I, I talk to my mom daily, um, for sure. I see my mom at least three, four times a week, typically. Um, even if it's just briefly, um, you know, my mom's important to me, you know, like she's the only one in my entire life that, that stuck around. Uh, let's see. There you go. Um, she just commented for those of you who are not watching. She commented wow. on the uh, Facebook that's live. Awesome. But, that's awesome. Um, she's, she's the only one that was around my entire life. Like everybody else left at one point or another or disappointed me or abandoned me. She's been there forever. Um, and, and mm. yeah, like I don't want to picture life without her. Like, and so I want to do my best to make sure she knows that she's loved and appreciated and, and I see her. Um, and as a father now, as my kids are getting older, um, you know, while on one hand I'm ecstatic and I love watching my children grow, it's the most amazing thing. They've taught me more than right. I'll probably ever teach them. Um, but at the same token, it's a double-edged sword because I'm also sad that they don't need me like they used to. Like it, it, they used to be totally dependent upon me and now like they don't need me as much. And so it's, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's sad because it's like, man, we were so like intertwined we're not intertwined like we once were um logically i'm fully aware that that's the natural progression of life that's what i want them to do but selfishly yeah it's like dude those are my babies man like they're not babies anymore um you know we have a a you know a 17 year old that just moved out we have a 20 something year old that's been out um and, and they don't come back as often um and you know i see like it definitely affects my wife more um or differently I see her sometimes. I, I could see her not. I don't know if she even realizes it, but she's sad. She's sad that like she doesn't get to see her kids as much. Like they don't come around as much. You know, they they only call when they need something. And I get it. You know, when you're in your late eight, uh, you know, late teens, early twenties, um, that's your transition phase in life. You're trying to put your stamp on the world. You're trying to just spread your wings. You just got out of prison. You know, you're trying to live your life. Like I get all that. Um, but the parents, they're not going to be here forever, dude. And they sacrificed a lot a lot to, to give you what you needed to get you where you're at, no matter how, how good or bad you think that they were, if they're still in your life, they were good enough, man. They got you to where you're at. And it's hard, dude. It's hard to be a parent. It, it is not easy. There is no manual. Y'all stress us out. Like it, it is not easy, um, but we stuck it through and we're here for you. And, and so, yeah, if you're out of the house, like call your parents, man, call them, tell them you love them you know uh, uh tell them you're thinking about them spend some yeah. time with them if they're around like they're not going to be here forever and when they're gone you're going to wish you did um and, and don't don't wait till you're like really old before you acknowledge that you know the, the sooner you acknowledge that the sooner you get to like act on it and, and live it so that would be my thing so uh once again before you comment it is call and visit your parents often they miss you 
Yeah, I, I, I can't agree with that more. I mean, that is so awesome. And, and I love what you just shared. Uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, I think that your mom is a very special person. I'm glad that you, you share that with her and I'm glad you let her know that. Uh, and, and it sounds like it's only, it's not only you, cause she says she had a 50 year old at 51 year old that calls twice a day. And I know that's not yeah, you my sister. cause you're like, a, you're a youngin. So I'm the baby, I'm so, 42. <laughs> Kathy, whatever you did right, I mean, you got multiple kids that are doing it. So that's that's a you thing. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, if you mimic this behavior, hopefully it happens for you. I think that's the biggest thing in this. Well, maybe because, you know, one thing is that you call your mom and you visit them as often as you can. But the other thing is you're going to want that from your kids. But if you don't Absolutely. mimic that behavior, if you don't show that behavior, they're not going to. They're going to follow what you did more than likely. So, uh, you know, you got to, unfortunately, uh it's a very short time where your kids are home. I mean, you know, both our kids are gone now, you know, really, I mean, it's always here, but she's not, you know what I mean? Like she's, she doesn't have to be here. She doesn't have to spend the night here. You know, she's in college. She could stay other places, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's weird. It's, it's weird where your kid, you know, it's like, wow, man, all, all our lives, we wanted kids and we had them and then now they're gone. Um, I love that, that we all got together yesterday, even though, you know, we couldn't all get together for 4th of July, you know, Dahlia and, and her husband, John worked that day, but we got together yesterday and did our own 4th of July together. All of us. I love that. They still want to do that. I love that. They all, that they want to get together, but that's because we did that with our parents and we still do that with our parents. So they do it too. And, and you got to mimic the behavior, people mimic the behavior. You know, these kids are listening to you. They're watching what you do, not what you say. They're watching what you do. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's a beautiful one. Yeah, um, and then the last one. Um, I think we're also going to like this one. Uh, the last one says, uh, number 32, the healthiest, this is a long one, but um, the healthiest relationships are those where you're a team, where you respect, protect, and stand up for each other. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to take this to mean, um, you know, your your partner, your married, your your life partner, your spouse. Right. Um, any relationship is, is really what this could be referring to, but I'm going to take it as a marriage one. Um, so the healthiest relationships are those where you're a team, where you respect, protect and stand up for each other. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more, man. Like uh, it really, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and maybe we need to reiterate and do a whole show on it again. Cause we did a relationship series like I don't know, a couple of years ago. Um, it really, really yeah. bothers me nowadays when I watch how uh, accepted and encouraged it is to degrade your spouse right like it's so like like i don't know why it's so acceptable to talk bad about your spouse constantly about how they're not this and they're bad at that or oh yeah don't get married you know like we we asked a, a couple weeks ago we had a thing about uh relationships and we said what makes a long-lasting marriage because you celebrated your like uh, 29 years of marriage and the question was what makes mm -hmm. a marriage work and two of the comments uh, uh, the very first thing they said, even in a joking manner, was don't do it. And it was just like, wow, dude. And I know at least one of them were married. I don't know if the other one was. Um, stop, dude. Like, I don't think you realize, like, the how that works on a marriage, man. Like, it chips away at it. You might not realize yeah. it because it's not this massive, huge crack in it. But it does, dude. It chips away. If nothing else, it gives you the mentality to not treasure it. And so you start to take it for granted and you chip away at it. Um, you know, the whole idea of being a team, you are a team, man. That's your teammate. You, you live or die as a team. Yeah. You're together. Your futures are intertwined. It is no you and me. It's us. You know, like, what are you going to let your, your spouse be homeless? There's no, like, it doesn't know. <laughs> it's like, that's your, your person. And, um, that's all you got. 
um, in your sister respect, protect, and stand up for each other. Um, yeah, you got to respect your spouse and where they're coming from. You know, you got to respect their perspective and what they think. You know, they are your other half. Mm -hmm. You know, meaning your thought isn't complete until you run it by them, kind of a thing, right? Like, like they are balancing you out. Like my wife, like I think certain things, and I'm a very analytical, logical person, and and I think I swear I'm right all the time. But there's so many times, dude, when my wife chimes in with her thought, I'm just like, damn, dude, I did not think of it that way. Like, shit. Like, she's right. You know, like I didn't even, it never even occurred to me to weigh what she just weighed. And that's the point. Like, that's why I have to respect her and where she comes from. Cause her, I chose her in my life. There's a billion people on this planet. I didn't have to, I chose her. Why? Like, don't forget that you chose that one, you know, unless that's the very first person that you were forced into yep. most likely not most likely you chose that person. And, and, and so remember you chose them for a reason. You know, there's there's things that they had about them that you wanted in your life. Don't forget that. Uh, and then protect. You know, I protect my wife. And I don't just protect her from the world. I try to also protect her from me. And what I mean by that is I get moody sometimes. I get snarky. I get pissy. And I try to protect her from that. Like, I try to, like, respond as, a, as opposed to react. I'm not perfect at it, but I've gotten better over the years. And I want to continue. That's something I actively pursue is to try to protect her from everything, including me. So I want to protect her from the outside world. So when we're walking in the parking lot, you're damn right. I'm going to try to stand on the side of the road where the cars are coming so like I can move her out of the way or I'd rather you hit me. Um, you know, if, if somebody were to walk in this house and try to hurt us, I'm going to do what I got to do to end that threat, even if it means I get shot. But she's fine. I'm going to do that. Why? Because that's my family. That's my wife. I'm going to protect her. Yeah. And, yes, I'm going to protect her from me. I'm going to protect her from the days where I'm having a bad day. Someday she'll come home and I'm like, you know what, babe? Like, I'm just not in a good mood today, man. I, I think I'm going to just be quiet for a little bit. Like, I'm going to protect her from my hostility and my aggression because she deserves that. Um, and then stand up for each other. Yeah, I'm going to stand up for her. I'm going to stand up for her when, when if the world is messing with her, if her friends are messing with her, if her job is messing with her, you know, even if she's messing with her, sometimes I have to step in and protect her from her. Sometimes I have to be like, hey, man, like you're you're a little too hard on yourself. You're, you're doing this. whatever it takes. That's my role in her life is to uh, be the teammate, respect her, protect her and stand up for each other. I don't think that that is is valued enough these days. I think we take each other for granted way too much. Um, I think it's way too accepted and encouraged to trash each other and put down relationships like and yet we're all wanting it. So it's like, stop, dude. Like, just be honest. You, you want it and you want it to work. So let's make it work. Go ahead, man. This is our last one, by the way. This is number 32. Yeah, no, I, I it's really a drop the mic moment right there, man. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you said it all perfectly. Uh, the only thing I was going to even add to what you said was that um, we also protect each other from each other from ourselves. You know what I mean? And you and you hit that at the end that, the, you know, I, I protect Dana from Dana. She protects protects me from me um you know because we can be hard on ourselves and we and sometimes we don't take care of ourselves whether it be our health or, or otherwise um and we look out for each other um look if you're going to choose a partner in this life that's it just be the partner um in a partner is not something that those books that you read that's what it is or the movies that you watch that's what it is or that song that you hear that's what it is no the partnership is exactly what you have 
regardless of all that other shit, regardless if it matches or sounds or feels like all that other stuff you've ever experienced in life. No, a partnership is exactly what you have. Be the partner to your partner. Um, and, and, and that means you got to be open and you got to be honest and you got to take your lumps and you got to be wrong. You got to be willing to be wrong. Um, and then if you're right, just be right. You don't need to throw that out of me. They're just, okay. You know, they know it. Um, but most important, you know, most importantly, you got to take care of yourself so that you're healthy for them. Uh, and that's why we help each other, help each other. You know what I mean? Help, you know, I don't want Dana to be ill. If Dana's not well, then she's not going to be any good to herself and definitely not going to be good to me and the kids, you know, so I want her to be well. Um, and sometimes I make her unwell. Sometimes she makes herself unwell. Sometimes the kids make her unwell. Sometimes, you know, what she saw on TV makes her unwell, whatever it is. And, and there's a lot of that going on right now, guys and girls. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that's making our people unwell. Um, let them vent, let them talk. And, and, and you know, I, and I suck at the venting part because I, I really wish Dana had some girlfriends that she could talk to about some stuff because I'm really not that person, right? You know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I'm not as interested in all, all the little minutia conversation, right? Um, and then she'll bring up, she goes, well, if Trinity would bring it up, you could talk to him about it. I go, well, yeah, it's different. You know, <laughs> uh, we talk different, you know? Uh, you know, I, I, maybe sometimes I'd rather have this conversation with Trinity than you, but, you know, and those are the funny things that I think that we all go through in in, in, in relationships is that, that we're not always the, the perfect person to tell everything to, you know? You need other people too. Don't put all the weight on your partner. Yeah. That's a little much. Uh, you know, I like when Dana talks to, uh, our niece, Danielle, I like when she talks to, to Dahlia or Zoe, I like when she talks to her mom, uh, that takes some of the pressure off of me. Uh, and you know what? I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big sharer like that. So, so I, I, I don't need that. Me. I just like the quiet time and I like my headspace, and then I have my, you know, my little things, you know, we do, we just do things differently. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's all good. These were, these were were good things trinity it was a good surprise that you, you brought these things up it it, it uh it, it ran the show and, it, and it, it ran it long but it ran it for how it needed to go so uh yeah good job and i think there's another one floating around that's the women rules so if i could find that one maybe we'll we'll cover that one as well because it's from a woman's perspective and we'll have to obviously have a guest I, on that one I, I, trinity how do you define woman an adult human female <laughs> It's pretty basic, man. Science is on my side on that one. Um, anyways, um, yeah, man, I, I don't really have anything else, man. Um, like I said, I, I, you know, with all the stuff that's happening right now in the world, I just I want to have a discussion, man. Let's just talk, you know, let's yeah. see what comes out of it because I think a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are stressed right now. A lot of people are frustrated. They don't know what to do. Yeah, man. Um, and yeah, and, and we're acting like caged animals, man. And I think we need to just kind of take a take a moment. So, um, right on. Yeah. Well, uh, uh yeah, unless you got anything else, man, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, wrap it up and put the intro or the outro on here. I'm good, man. I think I'm gonna go speak to my woman and uh, <laughs> tell you, love her. I'm gonna give her. Um, a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come up behind her and give her a little kiss on the cheek and surprise her. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm gonna, yeah, then I'm gonna call my mom. Yeah, well, my mom's actually out in the living room. I get to go pick up my kids in a little bit, and then my wife yesterday, I bought her a. Uh, so there's these little custom. Uh, um uh like do uh the the things that go in your rear mirror like uh smelly things the i don't know what they're called they, they usually seem like christmas trees you know like the the they're uh flat cardboard that smells like something uh i had a custom one she yeah. has this oh my god dude, she has a stupid buddy 
I, I don't understand. I don't think bunnies are like pets, like whatever. Like whatever. She loves this damn rabbit. Uh-oh. And so I took a picture of this bunny with the rabbit and I put it on um I made a custom uh scent thing. So she's got that hanging in her car now with a picture of her bunny. So oh yeah, I got oh I got some brownie points so for that romantic. one. Baby. I got brownie points for that one. Yeah. yeah. Um anyways. Where did where so, did you do that? Where did where where did you wait, where did you do that? Uh, there's a website called Dangle, I think it is Dangle It or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you say the website, it I gotta sound do good, that for but... Zoe, like a picture of, of the puppy. They would yeah. love it with a picture of the puppy. Yeah, if so it's a good cool. enough puppy, they can yeah, actually cut cool. it out to where it fits the face. Um, I didn't have that good of a picture, so That's they just cool, screen printed it on. But uh, yeah, it was just a cool idea. So whenever she's driving, she looks up, she gets to see her bunny, man. So um, she loved it, which was great. But yeah, I thought it was a cool idea. Uh, from you, because... I'm surprised it's not a picture of your ass. I'm very surprised it's not a picture of your ass that you did that, because that's more that. Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> I've given her, I've given her that stuff. I give her socks with my face on them, so she loves them though. Hey, I man, I'm a good gift giver. Anyways, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate you all for tuning in once again. This is Dope and Dharma. Uh, today was Dharma time, where we try to talk about uh, philosophy and, and spirituality, things of that nature. Um, we should be back on on Friday talking about the political stuff that's happening. Um, there's a lot of it to talk about. And then, of course, on Monday nights, um, we do uh, uh, drug and alcohol related stuff and family issues. Uh, if you guys have anything you want to talk about, by all means, reach out to us. If not, once again, you can follow us, Dope and Dharma, and that's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You can follow us on social media. Uh, he is at the Dope Doctor. I am at the Dharma Guy. We are at Dope and Dharma. Um, and it's all we got. So uh, appreciate you guys. Now that you know better, do better. Peace.